Blog Talk Radio. And I just don't give a damn. This is what I am. Understand, I don't give a damn. This is who I am. Who I am. Still pumping, sold on the coaster. You know that my dojo coaster game over, soldier. I'm cooling, be on the sofa. Niggas is doing it right. Of course, unless you're not listening live. Uh, this is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast. It is Wednesday, August 23rd, 2017. I am your host, Travis Bryant, and with me, as always. One of huge. It's my main man, Cameron Hawkins. Uh, Cam, would it be like Woody? How is it going, sir? Uh, it's, uh, it's going well. How are how are things with you? Doing all right. Finishing up this uh, this Omega Okada three. I think I told uh, Jared and Deepal I'm make. I'm about to post it on Twitter right now. So uh, you have a big weekend. Is it this weekend? Yeah, it's gotta be. Yeah, man. Right? Last Vegas week. in uh in two days. I've I've never been. Um, so it'll be the first time doing that. My man's getting married, so it'll be uh should be a good time. Uh gonna be there for three days. It should be fun. And are you excited for the like fight crowd and atmosphere that's gonna be? Because the the wedding was planned, you know, you know. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I'm I'm year, I'm like because I understand, like, this probably won't happen again. In that, like, I'm not, I'm not a Vegas guy, and I prefer watching the fight surrounded by friends at the crib yelling. So, you know, this is going to yeah. be like, like, I'm going to see people, you know, from from every which country. Like, it'll be like, you know, probably kind of similar to a WrestleMania weekend, except a more social crowd, I guess you'd say. So yeah, certainly should be, uh, for, should be a good time. Uh, affluent. Uh, even yeah. even if it's just monetarily, you know, I mean, still going to get a scumbag crowd fight, uh, fight crowd. <laughs> you know, yeah, not right? like you had David Lee. Lee. Words to David Lee. White gloves, you know. I do declare Mayweather yeah, uh, going to dip and dodge. <laughs> we so, set up our, um, um, yeah. our itinerary, and so, like, we're doing, like, you know, club crawls, and then, like, we're doing dinner at at Tao and then going to Tao to see Gucci Mane perform that night, like all kinds of stuff. Like I'm missing what? the, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Like I'm missing the, uh, the the pool day on Friday because my plane's not leaving till late. But I'm sure we'll probably do the same thing Saturday. Uh, so yeah, it looks, should be a fun time. Word. <laughs> um, yeah, should be hell yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, is is the Tao? I assume it's just like a nightclub, like a fancy Vegas. Nightclub. I, I guess. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, like dinner at the club and then going to the club. That's cool. Um, which uh, reminds me, I need to buy this. Type... Um... Oh, okay. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, are you the type? I would guess no, just just knowing you. But are you the type that would that are that's going to get like prime rib in while you're in Vegas because that's like. I've learned, like, I think, who did it? Was it Action Bronson? One of the many 
damn dozens of food and culture shows went to Vegas and they talked about prime rib and it's, I think it was fuck that's delicious and uh, prime rib in Vegas is just like a staple and like anything it's different mm. all over and and better quality at different levels and different casinos and different restaurants but yeah that's like a <laughs> like a like a thing like you don't go to Louisiana without having like some crawdads or some shit I don't know mm. you don't go to I'm sure I'll get Baltimore you have a like, I'm yeah, gonna get the burger and the fries and the pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to be too crazy. Yeah. So no one a prime rib, All right? But just peep game when you like. Now you're going to see it. Like, damn, prime rib, prime rib guy, fucking strip yeah, right? every prime rib. <laughs> yeah, but no, it should be yeah, uh, should be fun. Like my man told me. When he found out I'm not going to be at the uh, at, the, at the pool day, he was like, "Yeah, well, I guess you're going to have to bring a bunch of shooters on the plane with you and be uh, and be good when you get there." I was like, "No, I can do that. I'm fully capable of doing that." So, yeah, it should be fun. Should be. Uh, I'm looking forward to the to the snaps and the, the tweets and the, yeah. the memes that get and inevitably going to get that. <laughs> Um, all right, let's uh so get to the pertinence before we get gabbing anymore. If you wanna talk to Cameron and myself, you gotta hit us up on the constellation lines. Give us a call at three four seven two oh two oh one oh three. Once again that's three four seven two oh two oh one oh three. Uh if you can't uh if you can't call us you can always shoot us an email anytime during the week, anytime during the show. The mailbag is always open and constantly being refreshed. Uh, You can find us on the email tip at eastcoastaudioshow at gmail.com. Eastcoastaudioshow at gmail.com. We've got uh, possibly three VIP questions in already, Um, but definitely two. And actually... They all can kind of be VIP, non-VIP, so we'll see how to. We should have plenty to talk about, but uh, these are some good questions. Maybe I'll just one I want to ask you and Rich, so that's for sure. So when we get to the email segment, we'll we'll do those. So again, East Coast Audio Show at Gmail dot com. That's the way you find us and hit us on the email tip. You can find us on Twitter. You can find the show at East Coast Cast, twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. Uh, you can find my personal Twitter at Travlord. And you can find Cam at Seahawk. That's C E E Hawk. And uh, we had, uh, I'm remembering a pretty straightforward um, Old question, but yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. So yeah, uh, again at yeah no 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 not yet not yet uh, no, you got uh, so yeah again at East Coast Cast uh, at Trap Lord at Seahawk that's all our Twitter handles and uh, the last bastion of get added you can find us on Facebook at facebook dot com slash pwtorch East Coast Cast uh, you can share things there interact with us and other fans of the show there. And 
Yeah, y'all know how that works. So yeah, so uh, so like the page, post it on your timeline, tag your wrestling buddies in it, share share the movement. So um, yeah, so yeah, Cam polls headlines. What we got? Yeah, it was just uh, what the poll was. Favorite SummerSlam weekend uh, title match uh, because they were a lot of good ones. Um, and I narrowed it to title match because, like, once you start figuring stuff like Gargano and Almas, like, which was really good, like, it kind of makes it hard to pick four. And even with four, um, I think the odd man out was the uh, was the Raw tag title match, which was also really good. Um, but the four options were uh, the Usos, versus the New Day for the SmackDown Tag Titles, Ember Moon and Asuka for the NXT Women's Title, Kevin Owens and AJ Styles for the uh, U.S. Title, and then the uh, four-way Universal Title match. And yet, 59% uh, of voters said the Universal Title match. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that, that bodes well for WWE, that your main event was the match people liked the most. Um, I was uh, I thought it was really good. Um, I was, you know, really impressed with Ember Moon and Oscar. I thought it was just off the charts. Um, but it was yeah, really good, good, good wrestling. Like, for as long as, as the show was, and, I mean, when I say show, we're really talking about, what, nine hours of of wrestling for the weekend? Because NXT, was NXT three hours? I mean, if you want right? to, you, you know, NXT two, two fifteen, you know, whatever, two hours, 20 two minutes. Change. Um, round that to three. To include the pre-show, but you're not going to give the pre-show. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a two-hour show. You might have sat and watched yeah. it, but for real, for real, it's, you know, 45 minutes of, you know, mm. three wrestling matches or however many wrestling matches they had. So NXT and pre-show is three hours. Let's just say that. And mm. then three uh, and then four hours, pretty legit, you know, of a, uh, you know, might have went like 348, 350. I, don't, I wasn't looking at the clock, but... You know, four hours roughly of a pay-per-view. So, yeah, so seven there, and then ten for the next night overall, and then two for the next night um, on SmackDown. So, more than nine hours. Mm. A lot of hours. And then if you're like a lot of people who rewatched Impact, Impact, good Lord, sorry, NXT, NXT, uh, TakeOver, uh, it's on now in the background. I'm watching it. So, um, yeah, and then 205 after SmackDown and NXT tonight, which will probably, you know, how that formula works. Just some basic matches and some um, the backstage exclusives. So, a lot of hours. A lot of goddamn hours. But like WrestleMania weekend, I thought it was uh, – I thought it was uh, solid. I mean, for the amount of yeah. hours that they gave you, you know, it was it was fine. I mean, the first two hours of SummerSlam, though, were boring. I even tweeted about it, like, yo, I'm bored as fuck. Um, I mean, to the point where I left and watched Game of Thrones for an hour and ten minutes. And then missed, like, really good matches. <laughs> you know, the tag match and, the, and AJ... Uh, out uh was mad so um but overall in the whole twelve thirteen damn hours that was it was good stuff i mean they know how to yeah. they know how to do these weekends 
then the question is, is it too much, like, for that crowd, you know, because of the way the crowd is, all those people have been there, not all of them, but a significant portion of those people on Tuesday were there, you know, on Monday, and on Sunday and Monday, or on Saturday, you know, so they've been there, they've seen a lot of wrestling in that building. If you're Flyers guy, Flyers jersey, hockey jersey guy, in the same spot for multiple shows, um... So, I don't know how you manage that. Get front row. Front, front. He's on that corner that meets the front row. Or not the front row, but the uh, the ring and the uh, the stage. So, you just like, that's probably the, literally the best seat in the house. Two nights in a row. Impact. God damn it. Takeover and SummerSlam. Fucking Impact. Why am I thinking about Impact? Sorry about that. Um, yeah, so, Cam, what, uh, yeah, no, we are talking about the poll. I guess that's how we got there, but, um, so wait, so you, you yeah. said you, you voted Ember Oscar? I didn't vote, but it, that would have been my vote. Um, oh, why don't you vote? You just make the poll and leave it alone? Yeah, no, it's. If it comes down to like one vote winning a thing, then I'll jump in. Sometimes I do, but it was just I just want to kind of want to see how this one played out. Um, yeah, I got to make it work for me. But no, um, yeah, I, I think Ember Moon and Oscar was just really just such a good match. Um, probably uh, the best one-on-one match of the weekend. All due respect to uh, Jericho and uh, not Jericho. I'm sorry, Styles and Owens and uh, Neville and. Uh, Tazawa. Yeah, even was, even uh, even two matches on damn on imp- mother Yeah, I mean I thought two matches yeah, on and uh, Gargano takeover. was really yeah. really good. Like that was a special match. And and, and, and Black and Itami was was good as uh, one. Really it good. was the that third was, of the three. Those were the three yeah. best matches. The the, the women's to me the women uh, Oscar Ember Gargano Almas then Black uh, Itami. Um, but yeah, it was still really good. I mean, that that show, Takeover Three, was superb in so many ways. So many ways that count. I think, uh, I you know, when I was watching uh, Black and the Tommy, the whole th- the whole time I was thinking, this is the match that Vince wanted from Ken Shamrock and Steve Blackman, like. This is what that was supposed to be all that time. Like this is what a glacier match was supposed to be all that time. You know, like not, glacier was a kick a, a kickboxer guy. I, I forget. I forget you're not a WCW guy. Yeah, like glacier's whole yeah. thing was he was fucking Sub Zero from Mortal Kombat. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that and then Ernest the Cat okay. Miller too. So like, did he? So wait, wait, wait was he actually? Okay, so he actually could like throw the kicks and make them look. Yeah. Yeah, it's like his karate looked Correct. good, but it also looked like a demonstration, not a fight. Full kicks and yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I they think just hadn't. This would have been so off. out of place if you throw this match on in 1998 or 1999 in the, on the, mm-hmm. on on Hot Raw that gets a bunch of viewers. And uh, I don't think people. I don't know. Maybe they explode because they're like kicking the shit out of each other. But yeah. Um, there's just a progression that would is that is just 
obviously missed. <laughs> you know, like yeah, twenty years of of you know progress. So, oh, and as I tweeted about, and it's on now in the background. Ember and Oscar had the best video package of the weekend of all the, yeah. of all the of the two big shows. And I'm not a big fan of saying or you know proponent of saying uh, the the best of this or ever, but I haven't seen a better video package than this one. And it's not something you remember, like oh yeah, well the one from July of 2015. Um, but this just stands out. Like it feels like I'm going to remember this. The next, like the next time there is a real good pack video package, I'm already going to be like, oh, this is the best one since Oscar and Ember and SummerSlam uh, 2017, or you know, mm. whatever takeover. <laughs> so, I mean, it was just, yeah. I mean, and then it led into a really good match. And and Young Mex was here, and. Like, it was like, and that probably added to why I think it was so good, because the first time I saw it, she was uh, here uh, with me, and it was on, and and it was something that just like, yeah, this is totally like something, not that she used to watch wrestling with her dad when she was little, so she's not a complete mm. stranger or disrespects it as a, as a, as a thing to like, um, but still, it's like, yeah, you know, and it's women, too. You know, it just was, like, kind of proud, like, that that was on, and it was as good as it was, and she was here to see that. So, that probably adds something to the psychology of why I liked it so much. So, yeah. So, yeah, um, that that match got second second uh, in the, I mean, was it well in second place at 21%? Mm-hmm. Universal titles, 60%. And, and that was a chaotic hard-hitting, you know, match, but, and it was great, it was the best match of the, of that night, of that show, for mm-hmm. sure, but, I give me a one-on-one, one. very different, which is cool, um, well, I mean, I, I put yeah. them up there, of course, they're gonna be different, but I, I think it's cool that, um, like, I didn't get one, I think I got one tweet about, what about this other match, and, you know, it really, I wanted it to be all, like, different matches, uh, different, like, you know, not three women's matches and not all singles matches, not all tag matches, but I, I think that the, um, as good as the Raw tag match was, the SmackDown tag team match was just better, um, but, and, and all, all of them were good, um, including, like, you know, Cesaro has, like, the moment of the weekend tearing up the beach ball, which... I don't know. We may get to that kind of stuff. I was thinking I might I might have to go on like a half hour rant on my show just about <laughs> fans. Like I just me personally like as a viewer and as a as a fan, I've dealt with some really weird fan stuff like over the last 4 or 5 days and just ugh. It's ugly. But um yeah, I mean, that match was good. The Raw Tag match was good. I just think the SmackDown Tag match was better. And I only got one tweet asking about why isn't this match on? Everybody seemed to agree that these were the top four matches. So that that's always a good thing. For sure. Ember Moon still needs better music. That was the only... <laughs> that's, yeah. Yeah. But when you know her personality... 
bunch of guys she dates. It's like, oh, man. Makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah, no, just a, a good, a solid weekend. I mean, uh, the headline could be, you know, another success, successful, you know, SummerSlam in Brooklyn. Uh, third one, is this, they're getting the fourth one confirmed already. Uh, is it... Uh, is it time to, to, to do it somewhere else, to, to leave Brooklyn? I mean, they did it in L.A. for, you know, three or five straight years, made a big deal out of SummerSlam being at the Staples Center um, until they went switched it and went to Brooklyn. Is it time to go to another place? Well, they've already decided that they're doing Brooklyn again next year. Well, um, yeah, they're going to do fourth. Yeah. yeah. Um. No, I, I think it's it's a cool scene. I'm sure it brings in a lot of money for the city. Um. Okay, I mean, I don't, I don't think the location... It's time to not do four straight shows in Brooklyn. Probably that. Like, I think you okay. do... You run Brooklyn for SummerSlam and NXT, and then you leave. Like, get up and go. SmackDown definitely doesn't have to be there. Yeah. Even though the SmackDown crowd was pretty solid. Um, yeah, just take the... Uh, move Raw somewhere else. Let SmackDown stay there, wherever you go. Make people get on their flights. I think both shows. I think there should be like it should be like Raw in uh, in, in Albany, Boston, or Philly, and then SmackDown in uh, uh, what's what's the one in Connecticut where WrestleMania something was um, with the casino. They, they yeah, one of you know the next closest place north or south. So like go to Boston and and Connecticut. The next two nights for Raw and SmackDown, or go to Philly and Maryland, or Philly and DC, and it'll run Maryland. But. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a little crowd gets. It's just the same crowd. They're just too into themselves. After I mean, they we talk about watching it, watching thirteen hours of TV of wrestling in, in four days. They're sitting there for a lot of those hours. Yeah. And there and there are certain there's a certain percentage, probably in the twenties of percent you know twenty percent uh, uh, area that go to all three uh, all four shows, or at least three of the four. So they're you know just yeah I'm just not sure that's a great idea. Um, <laughs> move on here. My uh, little Bobby Roode Photoshop job's getting some attention on Instagram. Um, yeah, all right, let's open things up here. Again, uh, if you want to give us a call, hit us up, 347-202-0103, and we'll... Uh, Go to uh, North Jersey for our opening opening call and uh, talk to Kylan. Kylan, what's wow. happening? Not not much, Travis. How are you and Cam doing this week? Doing all right. All right. Yeah. That is great. It's on your mind. Well. It was a thoroughly enjoyable 
weekend of wrestling this past weekend, as I think you have already established. But anyway, now on to the future for us. My question for this week concerns most of SmackDown's title pictures, but specifically the women's tag team and WWE championship pictures. First part of the question, with the New Day losing the SmackDown Tag Team titles to the Usos on the SummerSlam pre-show, and the re-signing of Shelton Benjamin, as we seen last night, to form, I guess, American Alpha 2.0 with Chad Gable. Will the will the Usos lose the SmackDown Tag Team Titles either at before or after the next big SmackDown pay per view, or actually? dual-branded pay-per-view, which would be Survivor Series. Okay. Um, Cam, want to take that one? So, I mean, it's been established. The New Day doesn't need the tag team titles. Um, it's cool when they have them, but, I mean, they're they're over to the point where you know, that's not something that they necessarily need to have. Um, you know, the Usos are, I think, the best tag team they have going, and teams chasing them is important. Um, I think the thing about Benjamin and Gable, I don't think they're going to get shot to the top right away. They're going to put on some good matches, but I don't know. I don't see – there's no reason to – and I hate to kind of hedge here, Kylan. There's no reason to have the Usos lose the title. There's also no reason these teams can't trade them back and forth. Because the match quality is so good, you're not mad if they kind of jump around with the titles. Now, um, nothing's going to be Edge and Christian, Hardy Boys, and Dudley Boys again because they don't run crazy matches left and right. But athletically, the three teams we're talking about, um, Usos, New Day, and even though we haven't seen them, Benjamin and Gable, I don't think we've had three tag teams that athletic be able to work with each other in the last 10 years, you know? So maybe they lose the titles, but I think those two teams, the Usos and the New Day, um, you know, are going to stay up there in the mix and put on these quality matches. So I don't know. They either trade them right back or they have them through the end of the year. Um, like, wouldn't it be great if this was building to 
uh, just like Raw had it, but like a SmackDown tag team ladder match come WrestleMania. Think about, you know, how good these teams are and the things they could do. Um, but, but, no, I don't think they lose them anytime soon. Yeah, no, I'm not sure that you would uh, – you, you put you put the titles on it on the Usos so, you know, those guys can – those teams can chase them. New Day, Gable, and, and Benjamin, whether it's right away or not. So I, I see if I had to lean one way, I'm going – with Cam, that yeah, they'll probably hold on to him to the end of the year. If not, all the way to WrestleMania. Yeah. And uh, you know, if there's going to be a yeah, big ladder match or big one-on-one or two-on-two match, you know, tag match for the titles or something, we'll see. We'll have to see. Um, Kylan, any uh, follow-up or another question? That's possible. Um. On the on the SmackDown Women's title, with no babyface contenders seemingly established for now, other than Naomi being given her obligatory rematch at some point down the road. If if Naomi does not win her rematch, who either who will Natalia lose to eventually, or who will Carmella cash in her Miss Money in the Bank briefcase on at some point? Yeah, I'm just going to, uh, I mean, Charlotte's still still there. She hasn't been around, you know, dealing with her dealing with her dad, uh, you know, Flair, Ric Flair's being hospitalized and stuff. So, um, I mean, Becky Lynch is still there. I don't know what not having baby faces, I don't know where that comes from, but um, they have the same ones. I mean, maybe the problem is they have the same ones they've had you know, forever. I actually thought that's one of the reasons why Naomi would hold on to it because they were, you know, heels got the money in the bank and whatever. I, you know, I guess they have a have have an idea of what they want to do, obviously. Um, but they're not being any babyface challengers. I, I just, I mean, it's just obviously not the case. Whatever you think of Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and you stipulated Naomi, but. Um, yeah, two others that, that are right there. Cam? Yeah, I mean, it was. I thought that was interesting that she did lose. Um, and even more interesting, like, wow, they really had uh, Natalia heal it up at the end. But, you know, we talked about how good of a hand she is, uh, you know, leading into this car, even though we didn't think she would win. Um, you know, she's going to put on really good, crisp matches while she's on top. And, you know, it's a... Um, one one good thing you say about SmackDown, Natalia is a different heel than Carmella is a different heel than Lana's a different heel than Tamina's a different heel. Like they are, you know, all kind of different characters. And so, you know, her finally getting, you know, getting the title and 
getting the title and feeling like she's been entitled to it all along, you feel like she's going to put on some interesting matches where she cuts corners maybe to win, even though she won clean. Um, but you're going to get the good, you know, Natalia Charlotte matches, the good uh, Becky Lynch, uh, Natalia matches. So, so yeah, I don't think I don't think she loses anytime soon. But I also don't think they're lacking in uh, in babyface power. And um, I'm really interested right now, aside from the title, in what they're trying to do with Lana and Tamina. Like I really am interested to see where that's going, and that they're doing this help the other one get over by teaching them, you know, what they're lacking thing. I think that's like you don't get that kind of depth. But, in the women's division. But the thing is, neither one of them can get, uh, I don't want to say can't, but they haven't shown, Tamina especially because we've seen her longer, but Lana's not going to get be a much better wrestler anytime soon. Tamina's well, yeah. not going to get a personality worth caring about anytime soon. So the things that they're working towards and trying to make each other better and are have no real possibility of 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 actually happening. We're not going to be able to, in three months and they're just going to be these two dynamic, you know, balanced acts. They're mm-hmm. going to, Lana's going to be hot and, you know, that's it. And Tamina's going to yeah. be big and intimidating when she's standing there. And as soon as she starts moving around, it's like, oh, whatever. So it's, um, that's my issue with it. You're right that it's like, well, at least they're doing something and working mm-hmm. towards a, a, a means to it, you know, an end. Uh, but it's like, yeah, when we get there, though, if we get there, they're gonna when they're the co-holder of the women's championship. It's gonna be interesting. <laughs> yeah, well, right, right. Like if we could smush y'all together, like that'd be great. Uh, I mean, shit. We've seen Lana do them, do them dance moves and stuff. She's an athlete, you know. She's flexible and. But no, know, yeah. With 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 Tamina being thirty nine, like, who got better at thirty nine? Like DDP, and he's like the the one guy who's ever done that. Right in a in probably the last era where, uh, like, athletically and you know physically that's going to be possible because the yeah. style, had, again, like we talked about earlier, just hadn't advanced to the point of, especially for guys, you know, 6'4", you know, 250 pounds. They didn't have to, mm-hmm. in 1997, be anything but passable. And then he got yeah. even, you know, better than that, you know, I'd argue, I don't think, which I don't think is a controversial argument to make. Yeah, so, cool. Thanks for the questions, Kylan. Appreciate it. Let's, um... Let's, uh... Pre-game clean versions of pre-game warm-up music. I I might have to hit Faye for that. Like, I don't know how that goes. Just like give them, just give them the Migos album and find the edited versions. Just go with that. Uh, I mean, if you if it's not about if they appreciate, I mean, I know they're like you know, fifteen year olds and sixteen year old kids, but you know if they don't care about like 
super stroop trendy. Any like three six mafia posse cut is <laughs> you know you can't really go wrong there. And they have all the clean versions. Three six knew what they were doing. So yeah. Yo, that 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 eclipse that Oscar hit, that Ember Moon hit on Oscar that she kicked obviously kicked out of might have been the best. I haven't seen a ton of uh, Ember Moon or Athena, you know, her matches, but since she's been in NXT, I think that was the best that move has looked. Yeah, like, it was perfect, and Oscar sold the shit out of it. Just yeah, that was yeah, great. This match was so good, and I didn't realize how early. Like, it was like two, the first two minutes they went and started working on uh, Ember Moon's arm. Yeah, and she sold that pretty great, yeah. Yeah, the whole damn match that was like, you know, that eventually, I guess, was, is her is her out? I mean, I don't know, whatever, but it's just... Like, I had never, I wasn't never really impressed with Ember Moon, even in the first match with Asuka. Like, I'm impressed. Like, she's good. I mean, shit, she kept up with Oscar and had a credit, you know, that's. Yo, in the trunk spot with the ref catching her, you know, like, oh, this is so good. Yeah. All right, let's uh, <laughs> move to talk to somebody else. You know what? Let me uh, read this here email from uh, from Brian Third. He, uh. So, yeah, so he chimes in. Hey, Travis and Rich and Cam, if he's still around. So, yeah, so he's here. Wow. Uh, this is my first time emailing the East Coast cast. I've been a VIP member going on two years, and I really enjoy your show and the plethora of different topics you guys talk about. I sent a similar email question to Wade a few days ago for the Wade Keller hotline, but I'm not sure if he'll cover this. So I'll ask the same question to you guys because you keep it real says, since the unfortunate events that happened in Charlottesville and and after the controversial comments made by WWE Hall of Famer and current president of the United current president of the United Donald Trump, and there's no easy way to ask this question. Do you think Hulk Hogan will be involved in the WWE in any capacity ever? And he continues, Hulk Hogan specifically doesn't doesn't have anything to do with what happened in Charlottesville. Uh, but he did make horrible comments that were recorded, even though it happened without his knowledge years ago. No, of of course, like, what's the opposite of even though? Uh, because it happened without his, you know, like, you know, that's not a, not that you're making one, Brian. Uh, but, but that's not like a. He didn't know he was being recorded. Like, right. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's the fucking point. And again, I just assume, and at least I hope that's not the, the position Brian was taking. But anyway, um, Hogan sent out a tweet on Twitter after SummerSlam saying that he should have been Braun Strowman's manager or guest, refer- guest referee in the Fatal Four-Way. I saw that. What a... He's getting to that Sid part. Like I remember hearing Sid Vicious on a on a on a podcast like six years ago, and he was talking about how like just because of how how his leg broke, 
you know, it's just it's weird, and there aren't a ton of blood vessels down there, and how do we got to rehab and keep it like heat moist and heated or whatever. But he was just also talking about this comeback and like how he's ready. Like, man, he's really waiting for that call. That's never going to come. Like, nobody's going to go. Like, I can't imagine one agent or former wrestler that's in good with Vince and that would be like, hey, man, and I, whatever at the time, 52-year-old Sid with the weird blood vessels in his leg wants to come back. He's looking good, and he's jacked, and I'm sure he was, but come on. So Hogan's kind of getting to that point where every where every other big show he's talking about, hey, I, I could have been, insert me in there. I could have. It's just weird. It's getting kind of, yeah, to that point. But anyway, uh, but given the current sense of the state of the U.S., I don't think there would be it would be wise for WWE to ever bring Hulkster back. And then uh, Brian gets a, gives a little context and some background into himself. A little background about me. I'm 30, um, African American, and I'm currently serving in the U.S. Army Reserve part time while working in human resources full time. Uh, so you can imagine most of the stuff I see and hear in general from both my from both my careers. Last week, a battle buddy of mine that also watches wrestling mentioned to me that he would like to see Hogan back. Personally, it's hard for me to forgive and forget about what Hogan said uh, years ago. But that being said, I wouldn't boycott or stop watching WWE programming if they did bring him back years down the line, simply based off something based off of what he did for the wrestling business. And because I've been watching wrestling since I was four years old, uh, I would also be perfectly fine if he never came back at all. Racism in wrestling is not entertaining, entertaining to me. Uh, just wanted to get your thoughts. Uh, thanks for uh, taking the time to read my email. I hope to call in and talk to you guys one day in the near future because you seem like cool dudes. Uh, Brian from Kenosha, Wisconsin. So, yeah. A lot of a lot of points he made, but yeah, Cam, your overall thoughts or response to that email? Yeah, well, one, we we definitely appreciate the email. Um, always nice to hear, hear hear from a new voice, new perspective. Um, I mean, frankly, I'm surprised he's not already back. If I'm being honest, mm-hmm. um, you know, I I don't think I think once people forget about it. And because they've already fit Hogan into, like, video packages and things like that that they weren't doing, you know, a year ago. Um, You know, I think once a little more time goes by, um, they'll find the right spot for him and have him in there. Um, You know, when when you look at what actually happened to Hulk Hogan, like, as bad as what he did was, you know, it was illegal. You know, somebody did get get a fat check off of what happened. Um... You know, and I, and I don't think that like, it's not a company, and specifically a family, that feels the need to hide their their politics. You know, and they don't really hide, uh, you know, how they portray, you know, wrestlers of color. It's it's something that's you know right there in front of us. I thought it was interesting that Brian said, you know, I don't find you know racism entertaining. Well, they do. They, they being you know Vince McMahon, like there's. Certain aspects of race he finds very entertaining, um, and, and they play that up. And it, and not just Vince McMahon. Like, that's always been kind of a part of wrestling. Uh, Trev, me and Uncle Bruce had a really good conversation uh, yesterday. I had to vent out some things that I've been dealing with with 
fans and people and stuff. And, um, you know, if anybody has been talking about it and reporting on it fairly for years and years and years, it's Bruce Mitchell. So, you know, it's there, uh, Brian. And, um, you know, I don't think it's necessarily going away. And I say all that to say I don't know if it's going to be sooner or later, but I definitely expect Hulk Hogan to be back in some capacity eventually. I assume it'll be later, and you know, just just because of because of what Brian said. Like, I don't think like people aren't going to forget. Like, it's like like when you think of Hulk Hogan now, even like out there in, in pop culture, like when they talk about him on like At Midnight, uh, which is no longer on anymore. But uh, yeah, or any of these pop culture shows, like that's the first thing people don't talk about, like just him or his personality or his or uh, Brooke or even the accident. It's you know Hogan's a bigot, and we know how Hogan feels in his heart now. Or at least willing things he's uh, willing to say in front of other, you know, in front of scumbags. Like if if some people go, well, you know, he was hanging with a bunch of low lives, and you know, he just wanted to fit in. Like number one, that's kind of worse than being a racist, like or just a flat out bigot, right? Being like fifty six and like, you know, and I know human, human being human is human, but come on, like, fam. Like, yeah. There's no no need to be trying to fit in with scumbags by doing scumbag behavior and saying scumbag things. Like yeah. that's pathetic. Um, if that's the case, and people actually would rather him like make that case and be like, no, nah, no, nah, he's just a pathetic human being and super low on his self esteem and and self worth. Worth not. I just be like, no, nah, no, nah, my hero's a bigot. <laughs> not that he's a friggin' fool and, and damn like <laughs> at least being a bigot you can like learn like you're not gonna not stop be just not be a fool but anyway all right but uh but yeah some of the specific uh other specific stuff yeah and charlottesville and the fact that trump's in the white house like just people are always i mean you're always constant you, if you're thinking about 45 you're always i mean not everybody but a lot of people are just like, yeah, no, we have a, we got a racist in the in the White House, or a guy that's certainly like okay with racists, like will pal around with them, yeah. literally, for his for his means, which again is worse than just being if if he was just a uh, in his heart racist, like goddamn niggers, you know, if that was him, then that's that's like okay, but if you're like not, and you're just like, nope, but those people are and. They're going to vote for me, you know, so I'm going to stoke this and poke and pride that. That's so much worse. So, yeah, kind of want your guy to just be a run-of-the-mill racist. Uh, But, yeah, Brian, appreciate the email. Yeah, as Cam said, uh, don't be a stranger. If you can't, even if you can't call in, you know, if you're – did he say he was deployed? No, he does it part-time and he does PR stuff or HR stuff full-time. So, um, yeah, get, get at us, man. And yeah, let us know how you uh, how you found the show. Well, I guess he's VIP. He said for a couple of years, so yeah. Tell us more thoughts and things of that nature. So yeah, and then me and Rich will probably touch on this a little bit too in the uh, VIP portion. Uh, 
Um, and um, since we're on emails, uh, John M. chimes in. He says the Defenders has had its moments, but it just is it just me, or was the show just meh? I like it overall, but it wasn't en- as enjoyable as I thought it would be going in. Favorite moment was Luke Cage and Iron Fist, uh, that fight. Um, man, you had your favorite moment in like episode two? Shit, three? Super early. But, um, yeah, without getting spoilery, we don't like to talk about specifics on these things, these dumped shows for at least two weeks. So maybe next week we'll get into it a little bit more as far as specifics. But you're just asking for overall. Um, I'm on episode six. Um, I think the last one I saw is Electra changed the whole game. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on six two. As a matter of fact. Okay. So so far, I mean, it's. I like it because it's continuing a story that's that I'm already invested in. You know, uh, you had to wonder what was going to happen to Elektra. They gave you, you know, at the end of Daredevil season two. So, yeah, I like that whole that whole dynamic and um, the uh, you know I think it's I think it's just good less less. You know, no board. Even though I wasn't a big hater of the of Iron Fist and like the boardrooms and the, you know, it's like more action. But then when they got the action, you know, it's they cried like little babies about, you know, hands. So even whatnot. though it was bad, you didn't hate it for being bad. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> you know, whined and moaned on the internet like they do. Uh, made memes. Uh, but yeah, so but it, but I like it. I like it so far. So far, so good. I'm 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 really into it. Um, it's again, it's hard. It's not Jessica Jones. It's not Daredevil season one or two, you know. But they're all not going to be. It's a continuation of a story that's, you know, going to continue. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm anxious to finish it. And, and the fighting, I, yeah, even all my nonsense. Yeah. The fighting is demonstrative. We came, better, off especially of, uh, from, we came off a of Sunday. Like, you lose, if you're somebody who, you know, watches TVs on a set schedule and DVRs a lot of stuff, Sunday made you lose a day. You know, like, you can't, your your day, anything you watch Sunday evening, like, you know, 4 o'clock hit, and if you hadn't already watched the stuff you had in your DVR, you were stuck. So, I still have those last three episodes, I still have uh, Twin Peaks to catch up on. Um, everything else I did catch up on. I watched Rick and Morty. I watched uh, Ballers and Insecure, and Insecure is just the best show. It's just so good. Um, yeah, so I still got to catch those last three episodes, though, because they dropped Friday. Um, I watched one episode Friday, I think, uh, three episodes, four episodes on Saturday, but then NXT hit, and then, you know, it's just uh, – only so many hours in a day, but yeah, I want to I want to get through these last three. It's a it's a good show, and I like uh, you know, and again, not spo- spoilers. Like you see, you already see the friendship between Iron Fist and uh, and Luke Cage, and then uh, and he was like straight up, cool like hell, me with, and you, uh, be on the streets, busting heads. <laughs> he was he was 
really with it. Like, uh, and he is, and like in the comic, he's the same way. He's super. Like, I didn't pick up till the run that started last October, whatever. Um, yeah, last year sometime. And uh, he was super eager to get the team back together, even though, like, Luke didn't want to, and the city probably right. didn't want him to get back together, and all these external forces were like, don't do it. On his face in the comics. He's always Danny's fighting. Like, oh, come on. And then um, you got the the, the little uh, Easter egg with Colleen and uh, and uh, Misty, which was cool because you know they're right. a team in the comics. So it was some good stuff. Um, which is which I didn't Easter find out till a few months ago, and then I went back mm-hmm. on Marvel Unlimited. Like, yo, <laughs> Misty Knight Colleen Wing book looks lit. You know, from the yeah. uh, mid two thousands, like oh four, oh five, oh six. I think that's when they. And, yeah, uh, came oh, back with them last, awesome. but I think they go back to like the seventies though too. Yep. As, as a, and the as and a yeah, the fighting is like for everything bad I had to say about uh, about the fighting in Iron. What you say? Like it's, it's they no longer fights like who? Yeah, you don't you don't fight like Red no more from Friday. Um, <laughs> Just damn, that was so over the top and unnecessary, Cam. Jeez, it, it was needed and. Uh, <laughs> No, uh, they like the, the Daredevil Iron Fist fight is really good because they're, you know, similar for reasons. Um, but you can even see the difference in how Daredevil fights. Like it's not a pure Eastern martial art because it's you know an amalgamation of that and boxing that he learned from Stick and like mm-hmm. Danny Rand's and more traditional martial arts fighting. Uh, but they it was really cool. And then how they incorporated like. Luke and Jessica into it. And even, like, Jessica Jones saying, like, am I the only one that doesn't know karate? Which was really cool because, you know, she's out there. But she don't hesitate. Like, I I almost think she should get ran over a little more because even the regular villains that aren't powered that have, like, like, all she has is strength. And I guess awareness. I'm sure she has some kind of heightened senses maybe. And And she can can jump high as shit. Right, she can knock them off, but you know, and I'm probably sure she can do a little yeah. more damage if you put put more into it besides just knocking a, a human person out. Um, I, you know, I just uh, yeah, she. she and it's almost like a Black Widow, uh, Hawkeye thing in the Avengers movies, where I'm like, say so regular. Why are they hanging in there? You know, at at times, like when she was by herself. She wasn't. She was just dealing with fucking purple, and he had his mind stuff. If she got her his hands on him, with you know, we saw what what happens. But when you're around other supers and guns and shit, or, you know, it's just a little <laughs> stretch my uh, whatever credulity. A little uh, spend my disbelief a little more, but she's still my favorite one of of all of them. So oh, she's great. Shock, because she, I mean, no again, like because you're reading, you're reading um, Alias too. Like she's, uh, you know, she's. A well, great I've never character. actually like, read Alias. Like, I've only read the oh. the. Uh, like she's almost unassuming and, and doesn't want that role, but is still. I knew a guy that was her. Like her arc is really interesting. Yeah, no, that'd be great if I actually, you know. I mean, hey, had those books, you know. We we just have to do better in life, I guess, and then good things happen to us. Uh, but yeah, she's uh. No fish. 
she she's very interesting. And then, like I said, her um, you know, the whole detective thing is is really cool. Um, you know, it just like watching them all together makes you realize like how little Luke Cage actually has going on, and it kind of sucks. But I mean, they chose to go a different direction with the character, you know, and and. I didn't think the show well, what was do you bad mean? at all, and I think he's, like he's, not he's an like, interesting fit. What do you mean? Like I don't, I don't understand. What do you mean he doesn't have his own thing? Well, I mean in the comics, like, like skill he's set, way like, more brash and talks way more shit. You know, like he pops shit, and that's not. You know, he's he's more every man. I think um, in the uh, in uh, the show, like there's this. Uh, there's this scene in, in one of the Aliens comics, and it doesn't, you know, you know they have a relationship. So it's like the first or second time that her and Luke sleep together. She goes to his house one day because uh, she was going through something, and he's in there with a girl. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I showed up, and she runs away. So then she goes to see Matt Murdock like the next day or the next week, and Luke Cage is doing security for him. And she starts to kind of try to talk to him about what she saw about him, like, being with somebody, and she's, like, kind of upset, and he's like, do you want to be my girlfriend? And she's like, what? He's like, do you want to be my girl? And she's like, no. I was like, he's like, stop asking me. Like, stop being mad about dumb shit. Like, he he wouldn't say that on the Netflix show. You know what I mean? Like, he's different. Because they haven't, yeah, no, I guess I see what you're saying. Because I, re- yeah, yeah no, he is definitely different. Uh, you know, he's different in his his solo book. You know, he's different for, for a little bit. You know, from the the Luke that's in the in the Jessica Jones book. You know, he really just want to take care of his kids and not get caught up in Jessica's crazy shit. Um, mm-hmm. And in his book, obviously, it's centered around him. She hasn't even showed up four issues in. Um, so, so yeah, it depends on yeah, the the writer who's was if you're yeah. reading books, and definitely be, this, um, this version. You know, if you know, you're going to see what it is, too, and I mean, different. you assume eventually they'll be together, and you know, seeing how Claire works herself out of that, because I mean, she's the biggest difference in everything because they they really changed her character to fit the role of of knowing all of them and bringing them together, and you know, they they. Created a they co-sender her basically, you know she's she's yeah. a thing they created as a vehicle to to make these different pieces move. So yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting going. And forward. I appreciate at least so far that there's no uh, that there's no that it's not an issue between Jessica and Claire. Like two chicks he smashed one very recently, <laughs> you know, and it's not well, like they're I mean, playing the that. Weird up thing, it's not and there's not that much anim- animosity towards them. I mean, you can. I think the biggest thing they did different was, you know what, there's enough crazy things going on in the world to where I'm not going to be mad at you, lady who was brainwashed and killed my wife and didn't tell me and slept with me. Like, I don't have a place to be mad about that. Like, this this whole world is crazy, so we'll kind of let that slide. But they never had that conversation, so far at least. Yeah, there's – what's after – What's after uh, Defenders? I don't know who, something, I don't know who uh, next. next um, uh, Punisher. Is that next the Punisher, next. or is it going to be? Hmm? Yeah, Punisher is this fall, I think. Oh, it's, oh shit, damn, okay. Or maybe, 
I have to check with somebody. Like, it might not be till I don't know, early. I doubt. We're not going to get Jessica Jones, and we're not going to get Claire, most yeah. likely, in, in a Punisher series. Like, if she's just taking care of everybody, it's like, come on. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no. So far, so good. Uh, John M. It's uh, I like it, but it's it's definitely going to be a middle of the pack. Like when you're, you know, for 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 most people, whether you whatever you like best, Defenders is probably going to be more in the middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. So again, appreciate that email. Uh, let's. Uh, Go back to the uh, phone lines. Uh, let's go to uh, let's talk to Mike in Brooklyn. Uh, uh, Mike, what's happening? Fellas, what's going on? Hi, uh... man. We, we good, Mike. Man, t- tell us about your experience, man. We want to know. Oh man, what a fucking roller coaster for so many different reasons. First of all, um, you know Saturday was cool. You know what I mean? I got to the venue early, got it on, you know, got it on side. Goes to the fucking bar, get a drink. This fucking goofball, not even paying attention, runs right into Splash, right on the new black, you know what I mean, all black um, OG ones, Jordan. Okay. So, I mean, you know, he bought the drink again or whatever, apologized or whatever, that was fine, you know. Only incident, because I went all three. Yeah. I bypassed it. I went all three nights. The next week, I'm a slam man roll. Okay. Um, I mean, you know that you know as a alumni from the next was in playing course, they did, they got Baron Corbin, but where's your briefcase? They hit him with that early. They caught him with that. It was getting he him on the pre-show. Yeah, he he was puzzled. He was puzzled, right? You can tell, like, he's in the, he's in the shit house. But you hear learning to, to start moving them Twitter fingers. Yep, get yourself in trouble. Yeah. I mean, overall, the first night, I mean, it was cool. No, no, no tomfoolery or none of that shit. You know what I mean? Just straight, you know, entertainment, entertainment show. Everybody loved it. It was a good show. I mean, the match of the night, of course, for me was, um, and, you know, I stand the moon. That was the first, you know, that was, I think that that, that brought um, Ember Moon up for a whole new level. Like that match, um, the Gargano and, um, what's the name? They kind of had everybody lit. Yeah. They kind of had everybody, um, in place and all that. They kind of had somebody... I mean, they had to... Pardon me, I was looking at Chick Walker out the window. But they was um in place with it. That shit was real ill. You know what I mean? I thought they, it was better than what I expected it was going to be. You know what I'm saying? You know, Jargano, you know, Johnny Wrestling, you know, he's all the way over. Like, he's definitely over. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was... Going in, it's like... What matches have the potential to be uh, good to, you know, really good to excellent? That yeah. certainly was one of. I mean, if you know, I, I mean, uh, Almas, it's probably the best match uh, Almas has had in NXT in his 
You right. know, has he been there two years? He's probably been there about two years now. Uh, oh, oh, best thing I've seen him involved in, match-wise, just remember, you know, something I'll remember. That that fellas, that Thea Trinidad though. Oh my god. Yeah, oh my, yo. That shit don't do. Yeah, that's okay. Don't this isn't. What, I didn't understand why it, like, why she wasn't in the company. Hadn't she gotten a shot already? Like a long time yeah. ago. Like she was. Like when she was uh, when she was senorita or whatever the fuck in TNA, and then she stopped working. I was like, okay, it was just a matter of time before, you know. Oh, and I follow her Instagram, so she's like, you know, does always doing her cosplay tip and like super fit. Like, why hasn't she gotten uh, you know well, that cake? Look, that cake. Oh man, she stacked like she stacked like four stacks of um buttermilk from from. Fucking <laughs> from 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 IHOP, I swear to God. Yeah. I swear to God. I, like I'm like, God damn. Yeah, that outfit was that black leather and just yeah, and heels. Yeah. yeah. No, she's she doing it. She got it. And I'm sure I'm 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 gonna go out on a limb and say that act debuts the night after WrestleMania. Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. He got legs to stand on, and it's like he got a new, like he got a new energy, new concentration, because he know he got this girl around him now that everybody's paying attention to. Like not for nothing, though. I ain't on front. Bailey and Sasha Banks, they kind of thick too, man. In person, like oh yeah, close, especially was, Bailey. Yeah, Bailey got the cake, man. Definitely. The little leggings she had on, she got the cake. She definitely got a cake. Definitely got to take them AOP dudes though, like them motherfuckers. Like they, they look like two big fucking walls. I swear to God, I'm about to say they gotta be like, huge those first. dudes are huge, huge. They got Yo, be fam, that was one of my favorite matches of the weekend. Yeah, I, I thought it was dope too. I don't understand why everybody, I mean, I, you know, so well put the, put uh, well put together. Uh, the, the especially the sequence that led to the. Uh, to the big table spot with Nikki and 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 and, Nikki and Cross, Dane. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. It was just so like, I just, think she, Yeah, and then and then the title change at the end. Like that's even more that 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 just is the exclamation on like a really good, really solid match that <clears throat> almost think had me thinking like they're going up. So Yeah, I think she's gonna be a star in the group or and outside the group. Like Nikki Cross, she got the potential to be, you know, what I mean, to be like, you know, what I mean, big, like a real big, big, you know, what I mean, mm-hmm. stars for female, like, like probably one of the perennial, you know, like heels on the female side of things. You know what I'm saying? You know, at, um, Oscar and Ember, they absolutely, you know, they tore the house down, like they tore the house down. I like the Drew. I don't understand a lot of people complained about that. Like I like the Drew um rule match. That shit was dope. Like a lot of yeah, it was dope. Like I ain't. It wasn't. You know, we you know we've seen way better, more classic. You know, main events, but that was dope. But you know, as far as certainly wasn't. uh, You know, it was worthy of the spot. You know, they they lived up to absolutely. Like okay, yeah, it just wasn't. I mean, yeah, it was good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I'm. I'm in my in my whole thing about Bobby Roode the last two days, but uh, yeah, 
I'm so I'm so yeah, fucking definitely. happy for him. Yeah, I guess. I'm so happy for him. Yeah. Um. I'll tell it. you who. I tell you who's over like Rover. Like I think yeah. you know they was doing the tape. They was doing the tapings for NXT. Pete Dunne is over like Rover. The Bruiserweight. Oh yeah. Man, fuck that guy, man. Oh, way <laughs> over. over, over like Rover. You hear me, Cameron? Try like. Yeah, that's all you. you really heard was Bruiserweight. Bruiserweight, um, chance. He is over like. The, he, he, like to me, he could be one of the best heels ever if given the opportunity. I don't know if he's Everything. doing his job or if I just I I can't fucking stand that guy. Like, you know. Yeah. I, and I have a hard time differentiating. Like, do I just not like him or do it's like, oh yeah, what a great heel. I hate him. Like, I think nah, I just he's don't a like heel. Him. He's a dastardly heel, and you can tell he he don't want to be nothing but a heel. He don't want to be a tweener. He don't want to. He wants to be a hell. He wants to be dastardly. He wants to do devious shit. His mannerisms, everything, like everything, is just on point with him. It's just, you know, in the land of McMahon, his side. Yeah, like, but we're getting to the it. point. We're getting to the point where it's just, you know, it's it's. I mean, I guess we're already at the point where you look at, like, the, the – I'm sure if you did the average height of, like, every five years of the main roster of WWF and E in the last 30 years, we're probably at one of the smallest, you know, average height and weight. You know, instead of the average height and weight being, you know, six one or 2, you know, 250 – it's probably, you know, five ten, two ten. Yeah. You know, yeah, if I just had to just, just guess, like we're, it, we're, yeah, like even more yeah. than you know ninety six when it was you know Brett and Sean, and uh, you know that you know po- or just ninety three to post Hogan kind of. But I just uh, yeah I. I, I and then look at the, look at we didn't talk about uh, uh, fish, Cole, and O'Reilly. Oh, doing oh, no! Oh, nah, I was getting to that. I was actually yeah. sitting on the side that um, Cole came down. Like when he came through the um, through the crowd. Right, and you're like, oh, look at all these like three more and super I over guys old, or guys that had potential to be old, like shit. You know, yeah. And then, they're all small, or you know. yeah. Then Red Dragon attacking uh, Sanity. You know that to me, Sanity. I mean, yeah, they attacked like everybody. They, they went after yeah. AOP too, so that kind of made it yeah. a little more interesting. Like, oh, they don't necessarily yeah, care these, who they. Are. And the crazy shit we just—I remember we just talked about this last week. I said it's supposed to be some type of always faction uh, mm-hmm. formation, formation, and. Uh, you know, coming soon in NXT, and look, there we have it. So to me, right now, NXT, this is this is the re-renaissance of it. Like, they're in good hands. You got those guys. You got Galloway. You got you know, you got um Roderick. You got you know what I'm saying? You yeah. Got Ember. You got the other you know, couple of the other girls from the you know coming in from the May Young joint and all that. You know what I'm saying? So so they in safe hands overall. That show, I you know, give it definitely two thumbs up or eight plus. 
for that show. Yeah, moving right along, SummerSlam, you know. People was just so pumped up, and so it was just like it was so hyped up. They were so hyped up. Like, it was some guys that ain't even making it in the fucking building. They were doing way too much. Got drunk or something? They must have, yeah, they must have pre-gamed before they got to the to the um, arena. They were doing Damn, way it's too six much. hours. You could, like, pre-game, like, <laughs> during the show and be yeah. drunk, sober, drunk, and fucking sober all over again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I just remember just thinking about WrestleMania, like, there's, yeah, like at, the, at our little tailgate thing we had, like there's, it doesn't matter how drunk I get, I'm going to be fine. Right. <laughs> you know, and I well, didn't, you know, it's not some, like I got wasted or anything. But I was like, oh, I got five hours ahead of us. Right, they can't so, handle their liquor. So with that being said, um, the first match was, was the six-man um, you had um, you know, Miz and the Miz Raj against oh, Jordan. Were and you Hardy. did you were you one of the two hundred people in the building yet? I came slightly after that. <laughs> I got it slightly after. It was still kind of scarce, but it was filling up a little more. So, I, you know, I saw another one, Tazawa. Um, both of those guys are over. I mean, Tazawa's over, but not to the level of Neville. Neville was fucking over. Neville was definitely over. Definitely older. And he and he looks like I said. He looks kind of fucking bigger. I mean, all those these smaller guys, far as like height wise, with his frame and shit. Yeah, he's kind of yeah. He's a big dude. He's a big, he's definitely a big dude. Um, that match was good. Um, the Cena match. I mean, the Usos in New Day. They tore the fuck. They absolutely tore the. Them two together is just money all the time. Like yeah. like. That's like a night off. Like, you know how some of the, you know, wrestlers say, oh, working with this guy, that guy is like a night off. Like, you could tell that it's like a night off. Like, their chemistry is just so, the camaraderie, everything is just, you know what I mean? Everything is just A1 with them. You know, the Cena, Corbin match, they tore Corbin up, you know, again. Where's your briefcase? And you fucked up. <laughs> you, they hit him with the you fucked up. And when he looked, he looked at like a a, a a a man that turned back into a kid. When he looked into the sea of people, but he kind of like shrugged it off. But yeah, he fucked himself. And then it's like Cena, he just phoned that in. That to me, that was that was Hogan circa '88 on Saturday Night's main event. That was Five Moves of Doom. Cena, he phoned that one in. What'd you think of uh, of the promo and his his match on Raw. Me and Wade talked about this on this podcast one show. Like, I thought he was such a goofball. It was too... Yeah, it was too fucking... Com- it was too comical. Even you had even but little kids even in the crowd was like... But it was so huh? like unnecessary. Like It wasn't like even the the time. I just didn't... It I, didn't fit I, what was going on. I it think, didn't fit. Like I the, think the whole the, night, like, to me, he was just... Yeah. To make it like they're like this is top of the card stuff, but Cena's in there acting like he's a like he's you know in the middle of a of a ha ha feud with with Miz you know eight years ago or whatever when they were doing their thing. I, I just yeah. don't. Uh, he was dickish. He was yeah, definitely dickish. Just a just a goofball. Oh, and I also said if I if we found out 
after Raw or sometime this weekend, it got reported that Cena has legit heat with Roman Reigns. Like, they just don't like each other or Cena's more I think they do. Like, doesn't like Roman Reigns. I'd be like, oh, he was in there going, doing Roman no favors. Like, you ain't getting over on at my yeah. expense. Like, kind of kind of sort of trap. Yeah, kind of sort of trap. That's how I kind of took it as, like. Fuck this dude. Like, let him, if, he, yeah. if he's number one, he's going to get off. Let him do it on his own. Yeah. He's going to get no moment off of me, no memorable, oh, maybe that's when the tide turned, moment off of me. Yeah. Even though, imagine when, if you're the guy that finally gets Roman Reigns over. Yeah. Isn't that got to be more like uh, one of the most, the proudest things you could do? Yeah, because I was looking for 2012 scene of that, went back to Thugonomics on a rock, reading shit off his arm. That's, that's, that's what I thought we was going to get Monday night. I thought we was going to get that scene. But, you know, it just didn't happen. But the way, like, Roman was, you know, was looking at him, like, I'll break this motherfucker's jaw. Like, that's how he, that, that's how he was, like, just really looking at him. You know what I'm saying? But uh, back to Sunday night, fucking, um, the women's matches, they ain't really care about nobody. You know what I mean? They was in, Natalia got a kind of a pop, you know, once she won. Sasha, she got booed. They was booing her. They came to find out the hotel they were staying in is right around the corner because, you know, I worked right down the block from the Barclays Center. And the hotel they were staying in was right around the corner from my job. She had come out the other night, and I know you guys probably saw it. She had come out, you know, the night before to get a pizza or something she ordered. And she acknowledged no fans. So, shout out to um, Nancy Wells, DC. Like, he told you no lies. She's a very fucking nasty person, like, as far as, like... Well, okay, I, I don't know about in your hotel going to get pizza not acknowledging fans, if that makes you nasty. Yeah. It makes you something. I mean, it makes you unapproachable. It makes you not want to deal with their shit. It makes you a bitch if yeah. you want to go that far. It don't make you nasty. <laughs> I mean, I've even seen. Come on, come on, Trav. Like, I've, even, what, I've seen. I, I've seen Nikki. You know what I'm saying? Beyonce come up out of that Barclays Center, and people, you know, throngs of people standing outside. They might not sign, you know, every autograph Man, or one or two, but they. Beyonce do two hundred shows a fucking do two hundred shows a, a year dealing with some of the one of the fucking worst fan bases. In entertainment, yeah. shit. No, they don't. From Beyonce, so, torn I mean, a lot. Shit. I mean, not, it's not that. People fucking go to Beyonce yeah. and Nicki Minaj com- concerts and throw on their best fucking weaves and their most expensive fucking red bottoms so, yeah. and all that kind right. of shit. Wrestling fans, uh, you know, on the whole, the stereotype. You know, we go to fucking yeah. shows in cargo shorts and fucking snakes and dingy. Yeah, exactly. T-shirts on and shit, like... But, I mean, the point I was making, they, you know, at least acknowledge their fans, you know. I love y'all, you know. Y'all have a good night. I love y'all. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the least I you could have said. Threw it nice. up. Totally. Sure. It would be nice, but clearly, like, it's been years now that that is not who she is. So... Then she know. don't like you to touch her when you're taking pictures. Like certain Again, people, she let them. 
Huh? Certain people should let him, but like for the most part, she don't like to be touched, taking pictures, none of that shit. Right. And on the re- on the flip side of that shit, you would think that that would snooty shit would be, you know, more or less like, you know, something that would fit Charlotte. And I heard, you know, she's super down to earth, like. So, homie uh, Romeo, who I, I, I think Romeo, I don't know if he lives in Brooklyn, but Romeo, I met him, uh, me and Wade met him at Extreme Rules last year in Newark. And um, he's just like a super fan. He goes to everything. Um, but he did this whole gimmick where he bought Charlotte, like, a rose and, like, bent the knee and, like, had this whole, like, he was in the, in the fucking We Watch Wrestling group telling, like, he posted yeah. the picture, then he told the story, like, I bent the knee and then I said, you know, I'm not worthy of you, my queen, and blah, 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 and she, like, went along with the whole thing, and, yeah. like, you couldn't never, yeah, you could never fucking get away with that with Charlotte, uh, Sasha. Yeah. And now, back to Sunday, I thought fucking Cesaro was gonna bite Dude's head off. I think dude shit himself when I'm he sure. when Cesaro veered towards him. It was the look he gave him, it's, and and it's like his boy Seamus set the whole shit up because Seamus Seamus saw dude sitting there, and it's like the look he gave that kid and turned his head. I thought dude was going to shit himself. He had to pee on himself to shit himself. Me and all the cats on my side, we laughing. I didn't. I didn't Snuck and rolled the paper plane up in that motherfucker. So they, you know what I mean? We laughing. We sitting there laughing at this dude. Like, look at this asshole. And that's what y'all get. It's like, come on. Like, come on, y'all. Like, I mean, I know you paid your money. We all paid our money. You Shit, I paid why, the hell out of it. Why Sasha don't want to wave high to nobody? He just gave a great example. Yeah. Boy, he took that fucking beach ball, snatched it, and just ripped that shit. It apart. I said, "Oh my god, that was god. amazing. That was incredible. That that got the biggest pop of the night, by far. Beside aside from the uh, main event. Yeah. Um, but I kid you not. All weekend, from um from Saturday to Monday, I swear I don't know if it's just me, Trav, but fucking Joe." is giving off that Steve Austin effect circa 97 before he exploded. Now, they love Joe, yeah, man. He they do. is super this type of, over. You know, and this is the crowd that, that's, that, yeah, that shows that exactly them, like what, what that guys got. That shows them who they want and Vince's, you know, Vincent in them kind of like, hmm, you know, not, I wouldn't say fully listen to him, but fully understand like that dude is fucking so over. It's like he just need, he just need that little blasting cap, and he's out of here. He's gone. Like he, he potentially, like to me, he out of that whole fracas on Raw and all that shit on Raw. He's the biggest baby face. He's the biggest baby face. Like him and Braun, but to me. And I'm not just being biased because even the dudes in my section, you know, we kind of talked and shit after the show. He's like, yeah, like Joe might be over a little bit. I don't know if it's just a Brooklyn thing or New York thing because, you know, the hardcore, the ROH thing and all that shit like that. But he might be more over than Braun. Like this dude was so fucking far over. 
Or they like might be neck and neck. Or if he, crowd, but like going that's state, what to I state said. city to city. Yeah, or, or they could be neck and neck, or he might be like, I mean, yeah, a few I mean, steps. Bruns got to you know, over ambulances, survive ambulance crashes, you yeah. know, throw Roman Reigns off a fucking balcony. <laughs> you know, it's been just an incredible Yeah, you know what? Year. You know what? Let me pull it back. Yeah. Let me pull it back. Cause I mean, if you get Joe gotta, all that shit, ones that make sense, it wouldn't make sense to Joe tipping over a fucking ambulance. That's just no. Not, <laughs> he can I mean, do it in a way. It didn't work for Braun. At least it's like, well, he's a monster and country strong and all that shit. So, but Joe. He's like, a door yeah. Joe, Joe would better, better off grab a fucking head, side view and, like, make the ambulance tap out or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> that would make more But well, let me, um. Yeah, let me pull it back because once he did what he did to Brock, he did get like he did get a, a like stupendous pop. Like people was like, "Oh my fucking god, this dude like is just fucking incredible." Like he's the, the real life version of the Incredible Hulk, Braun Strowman. Like, cause he did like nobody never saw Brock just manhandled like that. Like he really fucking manhandled him. Like he really horsed him around, and to me. Brock versus Roman, they ain't the way to go for WrestleMania. They should have, no. they to me, they should have Braun do what Brock did to Cena in 2014 in this um shit that's coming up on September 24. Just have him just decimate Brock and Brock just go away until Roy Rumble and come back clean house and get, you know what I mean? Win the Rumble, get yeah. the title back from him. I think you know I, what I mean? I that, that could be a way. Braun versus Braun versus Brock uh, at WrestleMania, and it's going to be Cena versus Reigns at yeah, WrestleMania. but nobody wants to see that. That's the thing. They thought they was going to put them to well, – Cena got to heat it up. I ain't going to say nobody want to see it, see it yeah, but I think Cena got to heat it up. Because what's the name? Like, the way he was talking to him, his demeanor, everything, he was talking real. He was shooting from the shoulder. Like, you pop a lot of shit on Twitter, Playboy. Like, I'm here now. Like, what's up? Like, talk. Like, let's, right, like, and then Cena went let's do what we do. Yuck, yucks. Didn't want no smoke. I was like, wait, this man just t- said, why don't you say that shit to my face? And then you went into, like, you know, Barney time. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Man? Like, he, 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 went, he went at him like, boy, I ain't rock. I ain't going to play with you. I'll fuck you up. Of course, Rollins and Reigns, I mean, Rollins and uh, Ambrose, that shit got a stupid pop once they won. Enzo yeah. and Big Trash, I mean, Big Cass, you know, hope he, you know, hope he heals soon, but eh. I, and, and in that time, I hope he looks at tapes of, you know, fucking all the big, you know, big men combined, even Kevin Nash and Mean Mark and all that shit and, and, and try to find, you know what I mean? And try to angle it, even Bruiser. And try to fucking angle it because he needs work. Hopefully he'll come back, you know, in better shape and he'll come back crisp, you know, once he comes back from that injury, that ACL tear. That was unfortunate. Damn, that's what it was? Yup, an ACL tear, a meniscus. And um, Wait, as y'all see, you know, both? they saying it could Where's be the- a possible meniscus. As y'all see, Enzo has been he has been delegated or relegated to two oh five live now. 
Yeah, I'm waiting for that to come on now. I had I didn't watch it last night, but yeah, <laughs> my man Steve jumped in the group chat and was like, I, I just watched Enzo on 205 Live. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. And they could slow screen. They could slow screen the Brock and Braun shit along now because ain't no more John Jones. He got caught. He got That's popped crazy. again. He got popped again after he gave his children all the future speech after his fight. He got popped again. So ain't no, you might as well boo block out going to UFC. It makes no sense at 40, 41 years old. Like, that was the fight right there. Yeah. That was it right there. Um, Bala, he was all right. He was, he was over, but they matched. I mean, like we said last week, Bray Wyatt is just so fucking boring. He needs a Jake the Snake or Kevin Sullivan or somebody as a mentor coach or some. Even man, he's just so fucking boring in the ring. Yeah, y'all was and shitting on me. the match on Raw, but that was such a better match, Jason Jordan and Finn Balor than Finn and. Uh, yeah, it was a lot better. That was great. Yeah, Jason that Jordan. Jordan. That was dope. That was dope. I was actually into the fucking match. I was smoking my joint. Y'all was into the fucking match, like, but we had a bunch of people <laughs> wait, sitting wait, on wait, their hands. Where was you at in the Barclays smoking a J? Right in, right in. Um, what section I was in? Seven, but like off, the, off the camera. I need off to go the to the camera. It's just that lit. Security guards is popping beach balls, but not throwing you damn. Not ain't ca- reefer, reefer smokers out. <laughs> Shit, I wasn't the only one there. I wasn't the only one there. Believe that. And then you know I was putting them in white paper, so. You know what I'm saying? I kind of got yeah, away with it. Yeah, you're smoking anything inside now. It's like, what the fuck? That's like super like you do Shit. a double, triple take. Like, what the hell? Yeah, you got to be smart. You got to see when they come in. Look around. You watch. Make sure ain't too many kids in your oh, section. You know what I'm saying? When they come, stomping that shit out. Throwing it under the under the, the next row. Down from them. That shit getting thrown away. Yeah, you got to, you know what I mean? You got a you got a five poles five poles and tuck it five poles and tuck it word um I could never get away with much I tear up and cough like a bitch I'm like damn what I mean what are you talking about like, oh, fuck man out. security man get the fuck out of here like that's just, just like just like that man get there. and I had a fucking couple wise guys in my section so you know them what the fuck out of here you know what I mean you know they had that to be <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Go do your fucking job. Go flash your fucking light somewhere else, man. Me and my guy here, we chilling. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, I, I had fun no overall aside for the fucking beach ball or waving. Like, that's, that, that shit got to stop. Like, it's like, yeah, it's, it's like some guys just fucking pay tickets. Like, if you want to be a star or you want to be on a show or something, Go to fucking performance center. Or go to uh, a Johnny Rod school or some shit and, 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 and learn or something. Like, come on. Like, you paid your ticket just I had to fucking really make a speech. Like, sit, the, sit your monkey ass down, man. You really blowing up the beach ball. Well, move away from me with that shit, man. I, you, wouldn't, you ain't with me. You're not with me. You're not in this section. Because my yeah, plan was and, one and of them shits fly over here. To- it goes to, like, why don't fucking Sasha Banks want to wave fucking high? Because, man, like I said yeah. again on the podcast one show, like, no other form of entertainment. Imagine going to a bad play. 
and somebody fucking starts throwing around a baseball. Like it was, it's absurd and it's disrespectful. Yeah. Like how is that That's not just very clear? You don't even, you know, you go to That's a bad fucking movie, you fucking leave. You know, make everything worse for people sitting next to you that might not think it's so terrible. Even if everybody just knows it's garbage, then. It's, yeah, it's just wrestling fans are just a unique bunch. People don't go to bad. There's been bad UFC shows. They don't yeah. uh, do stupid shit like that. And again, they're scumbag just, fight fans. Ain't like there's some right. classy bunch. Right, that's ain't a, a super ba- Ain't a non-tattooed forearm in the fucking building. But, you know, but they got the decency to 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 voice their displeasure. With booze and cat calls, but they don't go out of their way to be disrespectful to the people involved. Throwing right, that's just to me. That's just super dickish. These guys is out there putting it on the line, however many days a year, performing, trying to feed their fucking family. Like just because we, you know, what I mean, we pay, we pay for a ticket. They don't give us the right to fucking just go on the show and try to, you know, what I mean, hijack the fucking show like that. It's starting to get played out, like. Let you know what I mean? Let let that let that Miami crowd that you know what I mean? Let them have that. You know what I'm saying? They did it already. Right, it's history. Right, right. The they Miami put it on crowd, DVD. Like when it when it happens and it goes, it's organic. But it's like the New York crowd. It's always New York because it was the same the next year and after Mania 29. Yeah. It's like the crowd made the fucking. It wasn't an organic thing. Wait, wait, wait. What was that? Maybe I'm I'm shitting on. Uh, New York, and I shouldn't be. It was because that was the one when the Fandango thing like just absolutely took off, right? Yeah, it was one of the that. years uh, after like it became yeah, obvious yeah, yeah, that yeah. oh, this is a thing. Fandango, yeah, like, Fandango, yeah. Like, what's going on? Like, why is everybody Listen, I'm a native. Dicks? I'm a native New Yorker, Brooklyn, New Yorker, born and fucking raised. But come on, guys, sit down, sit your monkey ass down. Sit your monkey ass down and enjoy of, the show. It's not a bunch of Brooklynites or New Yorkers that were necessarily like Mania. People are coming from all over. Maybe not all over the world right, like WrestleMania to that level, but they're certainly coming in from all over the East Coast and probably nah, it was further some, out. I mean, it was, Craig made it, it was out some to people you know, from, Ohio's considered. Yeah, it was. It was some people from other countries there because you know it was a it's right, a right, big weekend. It's the like, second biggest it's, weekend. It's, yeah. Oh, is the no, second no, biggest weekend, and they was more into the show as opposed of trying to be the show. Just like yeah. for the life of me, when Shinsuke lost, like we all predicted this and saw it coming. Like just like some of those, oh, oh my god, he lost. Like some of those faces, like I think they just did that to get a little shine on camera. Like a lot of those yeah, dudes, they were just doing shit like uh, that. He thinks that too. Like anytime, like that yeah. kind of stuff happens, uh, people like overly emote so they might get on camera. Yeah, they was just trying to get Sean. Like I could see it with the little kids because you know these kids they invested in these characters, and some of them, you know, I mean, to a degree, they owe the brother, father, cousin, whoever might tell them it's fake, but still in their mind, this shit is. You know what I mean? This shit is. They everything to them, so they invested in a guy like Shinsuke. So I could see why. You know what I mean? They're, you know, just down like, oh, man. You know what I mean? One little kid was crying. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, damn, I feel so bad for Shorty. One little kid was really crying. Like, he was really mad. Like, he was really pissed off that his guy didn't win the title. 
Sunday night. You know what I mean? AJ Styles, of course, is super over. You know what I'm saying? He's like, he's 100%. He's 100%. I mean, overall, it was a it was a good weekend. You know what I'm saying? It was a dope weekend. It was, you know what I mean? The shows were were pretty good. Like, you know, I like where a lot of shit is headed. You know, where it's, you know, where it's going now. You know what I'm saying? They have direction. Um, I wasn't there, but I watched, you know, I watched it on DVR last night. To me, I thought, I thought um, SmackDown was more, you know, was a better show than Raw. I thought it was a um, better show. And um, so let me ask y'all, let me ask y'all what, what y'all think. Did you I, see um, this NXT taping, Mike? Yeah, I did. Like, I actually did catch him. That's why I was telling you what uh, Pete Dunne and Wolfgang. Oh, right, right. That, 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 yeah, yeah. Dunne's over. Yeah. Friggin' uh, Jose was doing his little conga line, and the uh, big, big ball head homie just came out and clobbered the shit out of him. And now he's yeah, that um, that motherfucker, he looks strange. Like he, but he's gonna be something. You could tell. He looks straight to me. He's a throwback, like to George, you know, to one of those, uh, you know, one of those perennial uh, 1980 Hogan monster, you know what I mean, hills that Heenan or, you know what I mean, Jimmy, one of those guys, you know what I mean, one of those type guys, what is his name, uh, Lars, Lars Anderson, Lars Sullivan, one of the, something like that. But um, I think Jose is on his way up too, if I'm not mistaken. And, um... It's unfortunate for Oscar because I heard she was on her way up too, but she fucked the collarbone up. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, what did they do with the title? Huh? What did they do with that title? To me, well, they said she'll be out four to six weeks. Six to eight weeks, I think. Yeah. Um, To me, I... They could get away in NXT. Yeah, I say they keep it on until she hears. Shit, we done sat and watched Brock. Right, fucking five hundred goddamn days. Defend the title in six months. You should have. Uh, you should get the damn courtesy. You can get sixty. <laughs> you know. You know. Get that sixty days. Stretching it out to like ninety days if you got yeah. it. Maybe not. The, I don't know. I don't know. But at least give give it till the thirty, then reassess things, and then go. Oscar will be back in three weeks, and then she right. can come back in three weeks, and then not wrestle for three more weeks after that. So right. he can, yeah. she can be on TV, even if she's in the last yeah. month of healing. And they could do a right. whole thing mm-hmm. with her for a month trying to determine a number one contender. I'm with your plan, though. I, I say she forfeits it. Well, you know, when she comes back and just go to SmackDown Live. Leave undefeated. Because oh, the life of me, no, that was not I want to see her and... I want to see her natty. I think that I think that would be probably the most classic, you know, women's match that we see. I want to see her natty. Because to me, Sunday, I, I was looking at the match. Natty created all the motion. You could tell Natty pretty much worked out the whole fucking match with her and Naomi. And this, this is probably the best I've seen, you know, Naomi, you know what I mean? Like, on yeah. point. Like, not that really. Was a, she was good point. on Sunday. Yeah, really good. That was a good match. It's like Natty controlled the, the the tempo. Like she called everything, and they only you know executed very well. Like she could perform when she's in with some you know with a Natty or Charlotte. You know what I mean? Shit like that. But Natty, like she's the unsung hero. Like 
to me, like, technically, she's been one of the best women, you know what I mean? Like, hands down, bar none. Like, I love Oscar. Oscar probably is a better all-around performer, but technically, like, nobody could touch her. Like, Natty, like, as far as know-how and why to do things and when to do, nobody could touch her. Timing and all that, I don't think nobody could touch her. Mm-hmm. No, she, she, yeah, you're yeah. right, Mike. She no, made would, a very good absolutely match. Absolutely agree. Right. Man, there's way like, too many women that have had their best match with, with Natty. Like, Charlotte's been in some really good matches in the last two years. I still think her match with Natty at, at that uh, it's still NXT show. It's still best match by far. Like 14 or whatever. Was so by good. far. And then, no, no, I'm not saying it was the best. I think she's had better matches, but that certainly was just a memorable you know, something I'm always going to, you know, when I think about Charlotte, going to think of, you know, that match. Yeah, that stands out in my mind more. Like, even to, you know, the two matches she had, you know, the one in uh, Boston and the one in Charlotte she had with Sasha last year. But that match, you know, just stands out more to me. Like, now, um, what do you think they go with AJ, though, as far as the U.S. title? Do you think he jumps in the program off the rip, off the cuff with Bobby Roode or Baron Corbin, one of those cats? Or- I think Corey's like going to be there. You know, I think that's why they inserted him into that. You know, yeah. so I think they're making it clear, like, he's not going anywhere. Like, I, I think a lot of that was overblown with the how much heat he had on himself and all that. Uh, uh, I mean, by God, and, uh, fucking yeah, Triple H came probably, back from heat, married the boss's daughter, and became the CEO, COO of the fucking company. So, like... Anybody could come back from heat. Well, let me not say anybody, but people that particularly Vince likes can come back from heat. Because I hear Vince is very high on him, and the buck stops with him. It really doesn't matter how anybody else on the upper tier feels. Once that man feels a way about you and he feels like you're a star and you got star potential, you're pretty much good. You're you're protected. And I also heard he likes you a lot, too. You know, besides Braun Strowman and those, you know, those kind of guys, and and I heard the whole team is hot, super high on Bobby Roode because he's to me, Bobby Roode out of main event. You understand what I'm saying? Like he works the WWE main event style. I said, yeah, yeah. he works that style of main event. Safe, like you know what I mean. It looks effective, but. You could tell, you know, he's not really, you know, hurting anybody. He's not sloppy, you know what I mean? He works that what, style uh, of main that they like. You know, Wade said huh? something really interesting about him uh, when he was talking about him on uh, on a SmackDown recap. Like, he's like, I've never, you know, Bobby Roode's been around, what, a good 10, 15 years? He said, I've, I've never heard anybody years. say, yeah, I've never heard anybody say a bad word about Bobby Roode. And I think, nah. like, that carries a lot of weight because – you know, Bobby Roode was in TNA forever where everybody had something bad to say about somebody. Um, and so, and, yeah, go ahead, Mike. And, uh, yeah, and it also, sorry to cut you off, and it also helps that Brian James, you know, is one of the creators because yep. Brian James is pro Bobby Roode. If you go back to one of the, the Outlaw shoot interviews, they fucking had high praise and hell to this guy. They said, him wrestling a stack of bricks or a broom is fucking entertaining. That's how good yeah. he is. Yep. Definitely oh. went to bed for him, like, even when he wasn't employed. So, yeah, that, that that's heavy. Like, yeah. You know, like you oh, said, he, can... he wrestles the WWE style. It's it's safe. Um, it's effective. 
His promos are good. Like the crowds into what he does. Um, like yeah. I'm, you know, for a guy I don't know, I'm really happy for him. Like to have made yeah. it this far and to be in this position, and you just know, like based on history, he's not going to do anything to mess it up. So, yeah, like that, yeah. That's, that's good for them. It's good for everybody all around. That's, that's the thing with like the him and the AJs and is the maturity is is is, is the how they carry themselves in and out of the ring. You know, both those dudes, they family men. Not only to that, they've been around the business for a long time. These guys mm-hmm. have been on – these are the guys that have been on TV for the past 10, 12, 15 years. Yeah. So, like, it, just just think of it. Like, they were, you know, down in TNA. Now these guys are the main event, you know, for WWE because, all you know, all those guys are getting older now. You know what I'm saying? Seeing like it's starting to show, like, like even in the Cena match Sunday, it's, it's it's starting to show. Like, and it's you know it's inevitable with everybody. Some you know some guys are quicker. Some guys you know it takes a little longer. I mean, don't get me twisted. Cena could still get on and get up there and, and put on. You know what I'm saying? But you can tell, like you know what I mean, father time and injuries and all type of shit. That should start to catch up with you after a while. You know what I'm saying? It's just evolution. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I not hogged up a, a, a lot of the fucking time, fellas. And I know it's <laughs> other people. Who, I'm sorry, fellas. I'm sorry, you know, other callers and everybody, you know, listening. You know what I'm saying? I just had to get my first hand account and you know get off a few other things, unload a couple other things. Oh, by the way, before I forget, Loki's left GFW already. How long was you know he there? Saying? Like, like uh, a month? <laughs> a month? <laughs> yeah, a month. <laughs> Left already, gone already. He saw they, had, uh, get a ch- they had a woman running the get camera, it. and he was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Can't have that. And when y'all get a chance, um, fellas, look at um, Grapple Vision on YouTube, The Rise of TNA, with question marks. I mean, The Rise oh, okay. of GFW, with question marks. The dude made a song and all that. I was in tears looking at that shit. And they took a sound bite and clip from the... um. The rise and fall of WCW, when Mike Graham said, Jeff Jarrett, he brought 6,000 guitars, never drew a dime. <laughs> Golly. No, yeah, I might have to check that out. Yeah. All right, fellas. Y'all have a good night, man. All right, Mike. Take right, care. And done in his yeah promo backstage, good stuff. All right, let's uh, let's keep things moving. Let's uh, let's go to uh, you know back to back in in building correspondence. So I talked to Willis down in D.C. Uh, Willis, what's going what's on? Going on? Not so much. I enjoyed my two days um, up at um, Barclays, even though they fucked up with letting people in on time for to see the pre-show. But I'm gonna leave that one alone because they was so. Uh, what was the reason that they that they that people were? Because uh, uh, I've heard two things. I've heard people were still getting. You know, they were slow letting people in the building. Period, and. That they just started super early and people were just like wandering or getting food and you know 
They had people waiting out. I was the show started. What time did it start? At six. People was whatever time it was supposed to start. Um, people was out there from like two to three o'clock in the afternoon already lining up. And what they did, they did the um, Bobo move. What they did was they was just setting people in like a hundred, a uh, fifty at a time for no reason. Maybe they were, you know, people were threatening to protest. Maybe they were like thinking, maybe they were like checking people extra for like signs or I don't know. Well, they had and enough extra. doors and they had enough doors and enough um, metal detectors. Once they got in to let everybody through, they was just being on the slow block because I think what happened was the time kept on changing on the tickets because the pre-show wasn't supposed to be that long at first, and then they extended the time on the pre-show because the ticket actually had said it was supposed to start at 6.30, not at 6, when I originally bought my ticket. Hmm. All right. All right, so, yeah, what else else happened or, yeah, what's on your mind? Um, I enjoyed most of the matches on the show. You went to NXT and SummerSlam, right? And SummerSlam, yeah. I went to NXT and SummerSlam. We rolled back um, Monday morning after that. We said we would watch Raw and SmackDown at home. But, yeah, Yeah. the crowd was super hyped for all, all the matches during NXT. So that was interesting to see. And what had me down laughing during the um, main event match near the end when it looked like Roman was about to win the match, everybody in my section was like, oh, shit, Roman's going to win again, not again. It's a, um, That's exactly how y'all sounded, too. It's so broadcast hit him with that F5, and that was it. I was sitting there laughing. He was still laying on the mat when people was leaving up. And then, I don't know if they showed this on camera or not, when he was sitting on the, the end of the um, apron, he looked like he had the sad look on his face again. I mean, what's he, he just, he's selling, he got beat. Willis, what the fuck? If he yeah. had the nonchalant yeah. look on his face, see, he don't even care. He's not even selling the loss. Can't win. Whatever. I mean, come on. I'm sure Joe had a sad look on his face, too, or whatever. Braun had a mad look, whatever. Come on, was, Willis. It was, it was, no, what I'm talking about is, you know, he was placating to the crowd when he wasn't on, on the when the camera had cut off. But the thing I noticed about the show was once the lights went out, after people finished their matches, they popped right on up and just walked up the aisle. <laughs> oh, yeah? Like, not even my leg hurt, my uh, <laughs> my back hurt. It's like, well, I'm out. Yep. Fiend. Bray Wyatt after um, damn um, Ben Bala beat him. Ben did his little entrance and... and Leaving out and stuff, 
as soon as the light spray was looking like shit. He's gone. <laughs> it's got to go. Oh, yeah, they was, they was moving them quick like a mug. mug. I was damn laughing. And let's mm-hmm. talk about Rusev versus Randy Orton. That shit was hilarious. That was I mean, we got, damn match. He saved us from a Randy Orton match, so shout out to Rusev. Yeah, way to sacrifice. The way to take one for the team, Rusev. Appreciate that. Yeah, but the most interesting thing I didn't—I wasn't in—but the most interesting thing for me was Monday night because Miz was fucking pissed from oh yeah had to wrestle to an empty crowd because it was nobody up in that joint. I got in there the end end of the damn match and that joint was empty like shit. All I seen was Miz mm-hmm. and Jason Jordan, and that joint was like a pin drop because there was nobody in there to see a booth or nothing. Yeah, man. That not, was, that was not good for those guys. Mm-mm. Because he, he sounded like he was legitimate pissed. But the one thing for sure, Miz was telling the goddamn truth. that Cena knew it, though, and... um. Um, Curtis Axel knew it. Only person that was sitting there looking like, um, I don't know what's going on. I'm kind of lost. Roman <laughs> just looked kind of lost during that whole whole damn segment when that when Miz came out. Oh man, <laughs> treating that boy bad, Willis. Treating that boy was, real Miz bad. Was, Miz was like, you been. He told Roman, you been handed everything. With a silver damn platter. He's like, I'm sick of this shit. That's basically what he was saying. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. <laughs> <laughs> he was legit sick of it, man. Yikes. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, he was like, I'm the only one with the damn belt. Y'all in here looking stupid. I don't know. <laughs> and I don't he know had how- to know, you know, he know he's taking that pen later on, so he really got to get his, you know, get his shit off. Yeah, I was. I didn't even see that match. I fell asleep on that joint. I got as far as Jason Jordan and um, Finn Balor. I didn't even see them even came out. Next thing I know, it was twelve thirty at night. <laughs> but yeah, it it was. I it was worth my money going. I'm gonna go next year because I didn't pay that much for my tickets. Cause my um NXT ticket was seventy seven, and my um SummerSlam ticket was eighty seven. I was in section 17 both nights, so I can see basically everything. And I know people that bought, um, had, um, damn, um, 200 sections, and they had paid like $80, $90 for 200 sections. The nosebleeds on so I don't know, I don't understand how the, um, the pricing was, because some people... In my section, had bought tickets, and, and where I was sitting at, they said they paid a hundred $120 for the tickets. Somebody asked me how much I paid for my t- ticket. I'm telling them to focus on their damn self. You're right. <laughs> focus on yourself. <laughs> like, where are these, conver- <laughs> these ticket price conversations between <laughs> strangers happening? Like, what? Yeah, listen, stranger. <laughs> Hey, yeah, I see so, your ticket. No, I can go <laughs> <fuck> off somewhere. <laughs> uh, especially in uh, Brooklyn. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, I was but, just talking. Yeah. I was just talking to people that I had knew in the group and stuff. I had a whole bunch of people from my um, wrestling group that was in there. We were all talking about how much we pay for our tickets and stuff. So. Oh, y'all knew each other. Okay. Oh, that's different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just randos like. Hey, no, not no, not no damn random strangers. Uh, no, but yeah, out the biggest, you know, like Mike said, out of the SummerSlam joint, one of the biggest possibles when Cesaro jumped over that joint and took that um damn beach ball. Everybody was clapping like shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. That shit was hilarious as shit. I like damn. I like security wasn't even. Trying to even get that joint. That joint was bouncing around. The carriages, that joint bounced over him and he just walked past that joint like it was nothing. It took bouncers all to break that joint up. I was like, that's that ridiculous. Was pretty impressive, it really was. Yeah. I had turned my head for a second. I said, what the hell is it all doing running in the crowd for? And then he came out with the damn beach ball. I was like, what the hell? Cause I was looking at oh, the damn shit. match. Dumb with and he was like, he was like the hell with that shit. So, but they had so much stuff going on. Friday, I mean Saturday, I mean Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, because they were doing personal appearances all over the place. They had about three to four different toys of us's that was having different people at different times. Because they had um. Titus O'Neill and um, Apollo Crews at one Toys of Us because we accidentally went to that one because we were trying to look for the one for Neville. So when we called on the phone, they was like, well, we got the 200 people that we supposed to. So if you get here, you might not be able to get in. But we took a chance anyway. The person didn't know what the hell he was talking about. It was probably only like about... 30 or 40 people by the time we got there. And we got there, they were doing it. He wasn't trying to do no extra there. work. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those yeah. types of people probably hate those signings. Fucking sick. People here not buying shit. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you get had out to, of here. It ain't. No, uh you had to buy something because that was the only way you was going to get a picture. Oh, they okay. Had, they, they, they had that shit uh, set up. You had to buy a little a ten dollar okay. action figure. You had to buy. Um, they had all the damn. They had the most Neville action figures I ever seen in one damn spot. Because mm. we got because you had to pay ten dollars for the action figure, and he signed it, and he was giving out um little pictures of himself to sign too. I had just got the action figure signed. He talked low as I don't know what. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that joint that joint was fun. All in all, I think the reason why they going back next year because it's just so much places they can set up stuff for meet and greets and all this and that, so they can make extra money, quick and easy, because you could just get on the subway and go anywhere, and so you're not trying to deal with driving. Or parking and stuff, so yeah. I think that's another reason why they're going back next year in um, Brooklyn for that week weekend. 
Yeah, I, I just but, think it'd be a better idea to not do Raw and SmackDown in the same, you know, four days, four nights in a row of shows. Do Takeover and, and SummerSlam, but then go to go to Boston and Hartford or Philly and DC the next two nights. It's just too much. Well, it, it it's too much for for them to um do if they wanted to get all the money for people buying the packages for all four for all four shows. Yeah. That's the main yeah. reason why they don't want to split their joint up. Yeah, no, totally. And it's cheaper as yeah. far as they don't have to, you know, go on. They don't have to drive them to Philly or Boston or wherever the next night. And then the next night, it's like they all can just chill for four, five straight days, and not have to, uh, not have to worry about trailers and breaking shit down and putting it back up, and or at least not to the extent that they do when they go to city to city to city. So I'm sure it's a nice reprieve for them big weekend at least we get to spend three four five straight days in one place but for the product for its for the perception for those fans i think it's just a better bet it's a it makes more sense to have raw and smackdown elsewhere I didn't look at the show over again, but um, during the uh, Alexa Bliss um, saucer match, when they was punching each other at the um, in the beginning of the match, did it look like they was landing their punches, or did it just look like they was fighting like two schoolgirls used to fight when they be swinging their arms around trying to hit each other? Right, the How did that come off? It, yeah, uh, like it didn't windmill. particularly look overly intense, but it didn't look as bad as <laughs> two schoolgirls. I wouldn't go that far. Cause I was like, but they, the, but the match punch, was fine. Punches, yeah, them punches didn't look like they was landing like they should. But one more thing before you let me go. Um, mm-hmm. Same man, just ruin it for all the other damn referees. Is he the only damn referee that been cut caught the damn foot on the rope? And um, say say um, I, I gotta push that joint back because his foot on the rope. You don't feel like they catch that often enough? Yeah, they hardly catch that. They hardly catch it at all most of the damn time to rest. So Shane and ruin it for the rest of the damn referees if they don't um. <laughs> catch the um, leg on the foot on time anymore. Or uh, if they see the foot on the ropes after they don't count the one, two, three, and they don't run that joint back, he done ruin it for the rest of them. Yeah, I mean, it's a special referee match or match with a special ref. You just assume they're going to have spots where to ref. Yeah, he like has to do more. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, so I just can't wait to go back next year. I had a ball, and I feel like this year's SummerSlam was way better than last year's SummerSlam because most of the matches on this one actually met something. And last year it was only two decent matches, the Seth 
and um, Finn match and AJ and the Cena match. That was it. Last year. Yeah, I can't believe AJ Cena's already been a year. But yeah. yeah. And, and Braun throwing the chair at Roman and damn um, Samoa Joe at the same time. That shit was hilarious. Yes. And it coming from off screen was the best. Like, I don't know if you saw the replay, Willis, but it came from off screen if you watched at home. It looked so funny. Man, everybody was dying laughing at that joint when he threw it. And, and you could tell when Brock Lesnar liked somebody because he was selling like shit for damn Braun Strowman. Really yeah. And. and he basically, nobody should fall to the Superman punch anymore because Brock hit, took three of them joints to the chin and, and still hit Roman with the F5 and won the match. So nobody else should fall to that joint anymore. I mean, people still going to get hit with it. They're going to get knocked out too. But, but no, I like how... They they treat Brock special when it's time to do that. So yeah, yeah. So that was just that was just interesting to see. But yeah, all all four guys put in good effort in that match. So I ain't gonna I ain't gonna down nobody during that match. Everybody did what they were supposed to do. Huh. All right, y'all can let me go. All right, take cool. care, man. Good stuff, man. All right. Bobby Roode's cutting a pretty good interview. Uh, I think he's getting a rematch, so that's that's what's up. As he should, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Roderick Strong had the nerve to blow me a kiss. <laughs> Where's he going? Too much, man. How y'all doing today? No, doing all right, man. Yeah. Okay. Well, Travis, um, Travis LeBron, I see you ain't get um Cameron um Kyrie traded on up out of here. So <laughs> keep me, keep me <laughs> going. This team here together. <laughs> oh man, what a, that was. And and Darrell, I don't know if you saw it. I wore my Kyrie shirt uh, for the first time to the gym. I just randomly bought it like Saturday. Went for the first time to the gym yesterday, and everybody got traded. It's crazy. 
<laughs> Why do you have a Kyrie shirt? You look good. Like sh- shirt, like t shirt, like a like a uh, like a dry fit. Oh, okay. He's because uh, he's with Nike, so it's a Nike dry fit. It just has his little KI symbol on the, uh, you know, on the. Uh, oh, okay, the you. okay. So it's not like Kyrie Cav shirt. I mean, still a no, still no, a no, shirt. Not, he's still yeah. Kyrie Irving. The Kyrie <laughs> brand got some Boston like that. colors in there, dude. <laughs> Who are these fake ass journalists trying to get a word with Tyler uh, Alistair Black? Oh, man, man, man! What a what a weekend, huh? Mhm. What a weekend! Indeed, it was. It was fun. It's good stuff. Yeah. Good and long. Good and long. Oh, I think two of the shows showed you a whole. I think two of the shows showed you a whole side, one side of. Um, WWE and two other the other shows showed you the side that everybody hoped it could be when it comes to the uh, fan reactions and not getting beach balls, twenty hundred beach balls. <laughs> and people talking about, well, we're just entertaining ourselves. We're just having fun. I'm pretty sure if you go to the Redskins game. You sitting over there with them, them grown men dressed as pigs, and you get a little bored. You try to hit or uh, blow up a beach ball. It's gonna be somebody on the news the next day. Man, and at sporting people. events, it's even a little more tolerable. Yeah, baseball games they'll do that. You know, they'll get bored. And but it, I, I think it's it's. Uh, a, a little different. I'm not exactly saying it's great to do it at a baseball game or a football game, but it's a uh, it's just a it's just a little different. It's not. It doesn't seem like as disrespectful. Baseball is an activity. <laughs> baseball mm-hmm. is an activity. It's not a sport. Like um, Taz on this on this show say, baseball is not a, yeah, Taz, a sport. Taz it's can't hit a curveball. Taz can't <laughs> run out of. Uh, a single to and beat out a throw running the first. Taz can't do any of those things. So, not a fucking, it's an activity. Come on, like it's NASCAR. Like you're just sitting there driving a fucking thing. That's absurd. Some would say, because Ken Griffey Jr. wasn't a fucking athlete. What a fucking stupid thing to say. I get not liking a thing, but to be flippant and disrespectful. Like I just was with NASCAR. <laughs> but it's some athletes who ride that um, NASCAR car, so we got to say that too. Yeah, but they're not like doing anything athletic, though. That, right. And our coordination yeah. is considered um, um, athletic. That's that's basically play um, baseball and our coordination. You're just hitting the ball. They could play ping pong. You're just like hitting the ball. you got to be kidding me. Hitting a round ball with a round stick is arguably one of the hardest That would tell you about you know, Ken Griffey, your perfect example. He's not big, um, muscle-bound like Mark, um, Mark McGuire or people like that. that he was nice, athlete. slender, nice, right. slender, probably one top diesel, lifting all the weights. 
It was his hand-eye coordination and his technique what took the ball out of the park. He had the most beautifulest swing I ever seen in the history of baseball. So you're like giving him this backhanded ass compliment, like as if Ken Griffey couldn't, like I don't know what a good bench press is. Three hundred, I don't know. No, I'm just comparing <laughs> like, him to somebody like kid Mark McGuire. With fucking super hand eye coordination. Like <laughs> no, I've seen I'm him run down. All right, I don't even know why we're even getting this deep into to <laughs> yeah baseball <laughs> athletics. Has made a stupid flipping comment. Whatever. He can't do any of those things. So, anyway, go ahead. What else? What, 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 what else you got? Oh, not too much. Um, I like I like you guys' list. Um, uh, with that. Um, I even though the main event came out number one, I thought it was to me like the fourth best match of the whole weekend. But the number one from off that show. That's fair. I think I think three takeover matches could be one, two, and three, and that started with Oscar Amber Moon, Ember Moon, mm-hmm. Johnny Gargano, and um, Andrade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, finish it up with that um, uh, Atami and Black. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that was exactly my order. And then I would, yeah, then go maybe give a SummerSlam, then give the four-way. But I, I, I yeah, I always say, yeah, better, a one-on-one match. Sanity matchup there, too. Yeah, uh, yeah, I wouldn't put that over the four-way, but it was definitely one of the better matches of the weekend. True. And, you know, like I liked a lot of things. I um, want to see what they do with Bobby Roode. Even though um, you got him on night, you made um, pills that he need to um, try to um, <laughs> advertise day quill and night quill. <laughs> uh, but um, I want to see what they do with him. He he's like he was, boring, oh. Huey. But yeah, but you can. But I don't think him or um, Drew Galloway. Drew Galloway um, lost the crowd or lost the entertainment of the crowd. And that's one thing no, I would like, yeah, I think people should see about NXT because I think NXT was the better flowing card. When you're talking about how the matches and everything shaped out, it flowed real good. Highs, lows, peaks, and valleys. Let the fans got the energy back. Then brought them back up, brought them back down, kept them mellow, and kept them involved and interest in what was happening in the match not trying to interest themselves because of the match. That's what I think. Yeah. That's why it was probably a better show uh, with SummerSlam and with Raw being SummerSlam, probably the worst, not the not the worst, but at the bottom of the shows, SmackDown coming in second. Because you, you got the reaction what you wanted from the fans. Then I hate my girl Oscar got hurt, but this could be perfect momentum. They could finally plan out something for a woman wrestler to do for the next six months and scope out how they're going to bring her in since you can say she can come back in four weeks and still be in time for, like, no mercy 
or come back after No Mercy once you um, figure out let Naomi get her rematch and you figure all that out, then let her enter the scene as the women's Brock Lesnar. Yeah, um, I I just don't think her NXT. Not, I guess her NXT run like story could be over. Like this could be could go well, and, and a lot of people assume she was coming up uh, um, after this match anyway. Uh, whatever you do with her, yeah, you can put her. She can get back on TV whether she sticks around in NXT or. Or gets called up. Um, if she's going to get called up, I, I, I think you take a little. You, you know, you take some more time uh, for her. I think that would that would work because she's not getting caught up in like a in the in a, in a you know. Drew comes up, Benjamin resigns. You know, if she comes if she comes to SmackDown or Raw in November. She gets her own like nobody else debuting the week before or after her. It's all the focus can be on. Oh shit, Oscar got called up. Yep, and then you can build it. You can make it anticipated, um, so people can anticipate her coming up, and you know, mm-hmm. make it a big thing. Doing like a when they did the little Tron for Y2J. All those times they did it for him Every time he came back or something like that It's just the anticipation they built For when Triple H came back From the torn quad and Just something like that Because I feel like her record Should be like the records that you see Like the Bruno San Martino um, How long he had the title for over Like seven years or The modern age Bruno record with CM Punk Something that people can look at And you can tell other stories with down the line when you got you a new up and coming kick ass who are on the scene and need something to get them an extra oomph. Yeah. Yeah. Right I mean, now they, you could, take... they could take the title. They could take the title off of Oscar in the next two or three weeks. And 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 crown a new women's champion with a tournament or or, or whatever I don't I don't know. Um, and then do After what they you're do saying. Women's come, tournament in Vegas. What? What's happening? In they Vegas? can do it like they can do it after they crown the champion for the May Young tournament that's in Vegas the night after SmackDown that's live. Then while you do your taping. With the NXT women who are already there, you can do some type of little short tournament or something. Yeah, I was, about to, I was just thinking, like, shit, meet. you might not want to do a full-on uh, even eight-woman tournament because of, of, of the overlap. So if you're just, yeah, if you do like a I don't know. I mean, they'd have to, there's creative people that could pay for this. Um, how did they get to... How did they determine Charlotte and Natty would – that match we were talking about was because Paige, you know, relinquished the title. How did uh, it was a tournament they get to them? Or did they say, hey, you guys are the top two contenders, you're going to wrestle for the title? Or did they have to win? I thought it was a tournament. 
Okay. Yeah, I thought it was a tournament or something. You know what? Yep. Two, yeah, no, no, two different quality. Quality. You're right. Yeah. So like you can have that. You got enough women there. You got Peyton Royce, who uh, who just hit an um, in early in NXT, hit a nice, perfect place. That was sweet. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. And um, you got her. You, you got can, her you can tell the friend. story of them meeting in the in 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 uh, say in the second round or some shit. I don't know. Yep. Um, I guess the top two women who will be in that tournament will be um, unless um, you put Nikki Cross in there, you'll have three, but um, Ruby Riot, Ember Moon, and if Nikki Cross in there, Nikki Cross, but uh, she, after the bump that she took, I think that made her light shine even a little brighter in a tag team match, so I was kind of hoping that she did get called up, but they the champs. Now you got another three-way and with just the interest of two guys, NXT them made their um, tag team division back hot again with the oddball um, tag team match that people didn't think was going to click at first when they first put it out there. Didn't hear about nobody saying that that match was going to be good uh, or anything. uh, um, Sanity versus um, AOP. Yeah. So after that match, they just heated up their tag team division again. Yo, if you don't get the fuck out of here with this Wolfgang fucking guy, Penn and Tyler Bate. He might be the next challenger for the UK title. They probably be bidding them since they are gonna be in um down there full sale for the next week. Take your fucking indie ass back to fucking Brentshire for London somewhere. Who, Wolfgang? Yeah. (laughs) He's so good. He's so good. Is he? He's the last king of Scotland. Yeah, you you didn't watch the UK tournament. He was really good. I saw it. I don't remember being overly fucking impressed with Wolfgang. No. Wolfgang's very good. Man, that boy moved like a um, little guy, man. I mean, he had a little he's swan a off the top. I saw it. Yeah, whatever. Why I got time for no fucking Wolfgang? Especially when he... Again, it's like it's like Bobby Roode. Like, I don't really, really hate him. Yeah, I think he's kind of corny, but whatever. But it's when they beat somebody you like, like, God damn it, that's the guy I want fucking pushed. That's why I like Pete Dunne. Like, why did he take the belt off Tyler Bate? He was... I like him. Pete Dunn ain't shit, scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reaction he wanted. He wants you to have, so he got you locked in. <laughs> I was just mad Bobby Roode fucking interrupted the the real best intro in WWE and to show off his corny ass intro. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> the Shakespeare song. Come on, man. Wait till fucking Aiden English making all the money. Hey, man, I guess they Tell feel like they can't have um, two people singing on a, um, going up at the same time since um, <laughs> they got the drifter out there. No, hit, doing his thing, man. Guitar. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh shit! What about when they both fizzle out and then they put them together? It's like <laughs> it's oddball singing, singing duo. <laughs> Damn, gonna be a sad day. The drifting, the drifting artist. That's the name of the tag team. The drifting yeah. artist. The, the, the drifting artiste. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Singing, uh, singing yeah, you a, yeah. a painting, <laughs> singing you a picture is the finishing move, <laughs> something like that. But I tell you another good thing: seeing Sheldon Benjamin come back, maybe we get yeah. Team Alpha. They mix Team Angle and American Alpha, and you get Team Alpha. World's greatest and, alpha males. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You build them up so they can enter the um, Uso Penitentiary and see how they get get down on the yard. <laughs> that would be nice to see a bill since they got six weeks until the next um, pay-per-view. Build them guys up with like three straight weeks of matches, and then they might take on, um, since Mojo them just lost, take on the Mojo. Then the week after that, you take on a new day. For a number one contendership, and then the week, the week of, you finally had them meet up, and then you go to the pay per view, which might be a two show or three show, uh, three straight shows. They might work with each other, three straight pay per views or so. Just want to see some stories. Some stories going on. I think we're going to get, some, I think we're gonna get some, some decent stuff in the next uh, in the next few months as far uh, on SmackDown. I think uh, I, I think you know no matter what I think of them, I think they're going to do something ex- decent with Bobby Roode. The tag division is uh, poised to be better. I mean, they didn't have anywhere really anywhere else to go but up. Because they just didn't have the bodies, and Uzos and, and knew they can only few, but for so long. But it seems like they got through that, and uh, you know now they've got some, uh, you know they've got some 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 views they can have. It's not like they have to focus just on the tag title feud. You know they can even have, uh, you know, building. The two that we were just talking about, the world's greatest alpha males, you know, while the tag titles are being defended and, you know, that kind of stuff. So. They, just, they just beating down people every week. They just beating down, introducing everybody to the Usos penitentiary. Boom. Then with Bobby Roode, hey, he might come out and answer that um, U.S. Open challenge. You with him and AJ. So potentially you could get the title off of AJ and move AJ towards the big title, and eventually, I guess, uh, AJ versus Nakamura. I think that's, I from what I'm seeing, that's the obvious point that they're trying to get to. Mm-hmm. That's why you you keeping them far away from each other um, so far. Then you got a potential Hell in the Cell match maybe with Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon coming up. I guess that'll be um, 
Kevin Owens um, babyface turn like it was for AJ, then you might get a. <laughs> then you might get the babyface Kevin Owens chasing the U.S. title again against the heel Bobby Roode. Go all the way to the Rumble, or maybe to WrestleMania with those two. I guess you got a nice story building up with Braun and Brock. Hopefully you get Joe and Cena first before they go to Cena and Reigns. And please let the Miz be able to talk that trash to Roman Reigns and see if he can get something out of him, especially on the mic. So that's the last thing you will probably want to see, start seeing with Roman. Let him be able to give some stuff back and not funny, kooky, kooky shit that John Cena was just doing on Monday, but something serious and feel a little shootish like like the Miz, but in his way. Mm-hmm. So he can start telling the fans of the Willises and stuff who are always on his, on his ass every day, all day. Once you start getting comfortable on that mic, you can start throwing little jabs, but in a baby face way, you know what I'm saying? But you know, you just got hit with a jab in the face. And maybe they talking about Roman? Out of him. Yeah, oh, Roman. Oh, bringing that out of Roman, right? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, somebody, somebody, somebody got it. Eventually, you know, you figure out, well, one, one of these days it's got to, it's got to click. Because to me, he looks silly. Or maybe not. Um, I mean, yeah. You know, sitting out there when the Miz was calling him and John Cena out, and you had the fans screaming, you're his bitch, you're his bitch. Hey, the Miz, people don't say it, but, hey, the Miz slowly going up in my um, top ten in ranking with on his mic. Like, I think he's the the new king ruler. Yeah, Miz's been good for a long time. Though, uh, the pipe yeah, I know that, but you know it's where you expect it every time, especially when you get like that. Um, his own little preacher mode, what you see Cena going to, but it's not corny, it's not over crazy, it's, but it, it's something that you expect when you see it. He, he getting up there well when you see Paul Heyman touch the mic, you you're looking at a classic promo or something. That's what you're starting to feel from the mid. That's what makes him go up in my rankings, like. He owned the pipe bomb now. That, that shit don't belong to CM Punk. He owned it because he dropping pipe bomb after pipe bomb, especially when you let him go. And he been there long enough, and he still don't get the respect where we say people like John Cena and Randy Orton are just friends, you know, just champions and just people who at the top Psalms should start seeing the Miz or somebody at the top because he sure ain't a Dolph Ziggler. We ain't even talking about that promos. Yeah. Like, if you don't shut your dumb, bitter ass down somewhere, you corny. That's why you ain't stuck over and nobody care about you. Fuck up. Ain't because you don't glow in the dark or this or that. Why don't you run down everybody's gimmick from the last 50 fucking years? And tell me why that shouldn't work, but your dumb bullshit does. Sick of Dolph Ziggler. 
if he can't yell it, if he can't yell to you, I don't know. He he WWE Samuel L. Jackson, man. <laughs> you you expecting a couple of yells up in there, just like you expect a couple of motherfuckers from um, Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> so you can you can you can miss me with that bullshit. But other than that, you know what I'm saying. I like um Shinsuke coming out there. His little handicap match and almost getting jumped on. And I don't even want to talk about um this India bullshit tour. <laughs> yeah, that kind of felt good. When they gonna be in Japan like, later on? Uh, even later Bruce in said month. it on the on the uh, SummerSlam roundtable. Like, yeah, just kind of it just became one of those things that just. You know, just kept repeating. Like, oh, yeah, you know, just assume he didn't necessarily do a ton of research. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, no, they're going to India in, like, September or something like that, right? Yeah. You just say it. It had been said enough where people start know, believing that crap. And they going to yeah. Japan. And, uh, <laughs> they're going to Japan <laughs> in September. Right. Which would have <laughs> made the conversation so much di- Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. It's just like, damn it! Wish we were working with real info. Because you could have put the title on Shinsuke and let him headline those shows. Unless <laughs> they're gonna have him win they, it in uh, in Japan. That could be and make it a TV they did special. Did that with them in Samoa oh, Joe? They had him lose the NXT title and either win it back in Japan. Yeah, they could. So. But, you know, since they placate to the Indian fans, which I ain't never seen them placate to somebody like me, but that's another issue of itself. <laughs> I just find it funny, especially in this um, time and time and day, what just happened in having people being auctioning off <laughs> black players and stuff. Like they had a <laughs> Listen, uh, old there was a guy dude. in the thread on Cameron's Facebook that explained very astutely and articulately that having black faces on your TV is enough. Whether they're, however they're portrayed, doesn't matter. They're there. Quit, quit your social justice whining. Oh yeah, they go. They have them there. Then they take all the brunt. They get told. They get told in their ear to say stupid shit. Then they get ran down for saying the stupid shit like. Ain't no checks and balances. Like, we really gonna let this this clown, this black, or how people consider him, this black clown, come on here and say whatever he want and fuck shit up, really. <laughs> but I guess, but we are placate to a, Yo, a group of people. I know. Damn, and 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 just to make turn things a little, you know, less light and happy, but. I saw uh, somebody tag me in a thing on Instagram. They're like, "Why do, why do clowns have afros?" You know, and then you go hmm. a step further. Well, yeah, and the big dumb red lips, and it's only because they have white faces where you don't. It's not immediately like, Ugh, look at that imagery. That's not, you know, cool. But yeah, hmm. and it's a whole story behind it. Like the thing explained, like. Yeah, so there's a history behind that particular look of a clown. <laughs> and then when somebody in the thread was like, yeah, I went to this uh, 
white school or a white kid came to my school and he didn't have, you know, didn't know a ton of black people or whatever, and he was the only way he could describe my hair was, you have hair like a clown. Like, hey, wait, what? Mm-hmm. what? Yeah, so it's this mm-hmm. whole, yeah, like weird psychological you, thing. Because you, so. you, you know, I asked, I asked that same question about the play came to India. To uh, when they had JTG on there <laughs> on the live cast with Greg and uh, with uh, with Greg them, and mm-hmm. he gave a nice little answer that he ain't never seen them play cakes to nobody like us and stuff like that. I was like, whoa, mm. kind of right. The last person who liked that was what. Um, Booker T, and you see what he is on uh, at that announce table. The residential yeah. well, he'd be he'd be he'd be portrayed better if he was just better. <laughs> can't, you can't blame WWE unless they're like, hey, say this stupid thing that throws everything off. Hey, say Roman Reigns is the most hated man in the whatever. No, Booker T's just a dumbass and not good at being an announcer. Oh yeah, we know that. We know he says some stupid stuff, but I'm pretty sure. They tell him to say some some of that stuff stupid because they asked him. You remember, he was only supposed to be around for two weeks. They asked him to stay around longer. They could have replaced him with somebody well, else. Well, like six weeks. They always yeah, ask him to yeah, come back. And yeah, they I don't know. Yeah, they, they keep, yeah, for sure. You're right about that. I don't understand why, but. Yeah, so, obviously, they like it. We might, um, you might hear people talk about him and say all type of craziness, but. Obviously, they like it and they condone it because they always have them come back from the pre-shows to being on the camera all the time. It ain't like he's begging to come back, asking to come back. He's trying to be a mayor down there in Texas. <laughs> I'm sure he's fine with <laughs> the job, he's, you know, his job. I don't think he's like, oh, they keep asking me. I don't really want to go, but I, no, he's. Oh yeah, you gonna take going, them paychecks, baby? <laughs> cashing them checks, and as far as mayor goes, the best thing he can do is be a celebrity. But he needs the TV to, you know, what? You think he Booker T like has like policy and like besides more than just loose ideas to do something for the community? These small. You know, saying yeah. Hey man, Donald Trump made it, so everybody should shoot their shot for whatever you want, for whatever you want to do. If you even if you don't like Donald Trump, that should give you inspiration to shoot your shot. <laughs> whatever you want to do, you probably can get it. Shoot your shot. That's all you got to do, and leave it there. Because <laughs> other than that, if he can do it, anybody can. When your um, commander in chief sound like he uh, going through some type of crisis, like he delusional and fam, an early fam, anyone get into this? But the boy that did the thirteenth, the ten hours of deposition yesterday with the FBI and investigators, and then they turned over forty thousand documents. Fam, fam, that's all I can say. It's, it's yeah, like the day to day, following like the the this shit day to day, it's whew, 
the thing we talked about this a couple months ago, like when they were building, when Mueller was building his team, and he got for he got uh, what do they call him? Financial forensics experts. They getting they got they getting evidence for all the money laundering, all the. People used to say Cookie, they say Cookie Hillary, but mm-hmm. not like the crooks. So. <laughs> You should oh, be wearing the label of crook too. No oh yeah, oh yeah, but a crook talk is like the pot talk. She's a Kevin fucking Block. adult, and right, yeah. We've been as if she's different from the forty fucking three crooks that came before. So, <laughs> you know, I guess they just ain't oh. selling out. He's like, I'm a crook, everybody. Believe me. I guess they I'm just didn't sell out to um one of your biggest rivals, I guess, and taking it up, but. We're in from them for that money. And then somebody, then Penn, Penn Gillette was like, well, at least we know there's no Illuminati or the, the Trilateral Commission and, the, the you know, the IMF and all these people don't have any real control. Like, well, who's to say that they're, this isn't a part of the, like, what are you talking about? That doesn't, <laughs> oh, oh, and there's no Area 51, as if they would tell him. Like, oh, yeah, here's the aliens. <laughs> No, yeah, come you on, can, you like, you your mouth. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they know they can tell they can't. Like they, they there's the joke where they the new president comes in and they bring him into a room and they show him this the the opposite angles of Bruder film that shows like the guy on the grassy knoll or whoever the fuck. Like and then just look at him like we have an understanding. <laughs> they couldn't even do that to Trump. He tweet that shit. I just got shown one of the greatest films. <laughs> Ted Cruz's dad on the grassy you know, like he, no way he'd fucking be able to keep that shit to himself. Even if he knew his life was on the line, he'd, he'd give hints and all that kind of shit. So, <laughs> all right, on that <laughs> super happy note, uh, thanks to Ralph. Appreciate the call as as always, man. Um, <laughs> we gonna wrap this show up. Uh, Cam, uh, oh shit, I think Cam. Oh no, there's Cam. I said it can't get disconnected. Um, appreciate your time, as always, and your energy. Uh, have fun in uh, in Vegas, and we're going to want a blow-by-blow report, literally That's and figuratively. Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Slow down, slow down, yeah, slow no, down you before heard we get right. off. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Y'all heard it, Hush. Internet. Run, run with that. Listen. Oh, Stop. Listen. Uh... <laughs> It just broke. Apparently, Rusev and Lana have asked for their WWE release. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, huh. I'm reading it. It just broke with uh, PW Mania. Um, mm-hmm. According to uh, somebody of uh, Dirt Sheets podcast, uh, Rusev is extremely frustrated with creative. Um, you know, he's supposed to get their world title push um, coming off his injury, but it got transferred over to Jinder Mahal, and he was putting that flag match. Um, he's mad about the loss in nine seconds at SummerSlam. They said even Orton said if he was in Rusev's position, he would have asked for his release, and Orton's unhappy um, as well and wants to move to Raw. Can you just move home, please? But, yeah, um, but apparently, like, Rusev doesn't have any heat at all. Um, and they are 
going to have him work the remainder of his contract, not grant him his release. So, yeah, that's where we stand. Which is how how long? Didn't state. Not sure. Doesn't state. I mean, shit, if his contract goes till next damn SummerSlam, I mean. Yeah, could be a rough one. But something like that is probably, it probably expires this fall or winter. I doubt they'd have yeah. him ask for his release and make him work 12, 18 more months. Four months? Like, all right. We need you. Yeah. We're going to, you know, we need the body. Yep. But, yeah. With, with that being said, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely uh, yeah. be in touch letting you know uh, what's going on. All right. So, uh, so yeah, so that's it for us here. Uh, you free folks, uh, we'll, uh, we'll get on y'all next week. Um, VIPers, Rich and I will be by just in a matter of a click. Go over and listen to that show. Secret Empire 9 came out today. Giant issue. Uh, wrapping this story up, uh, you know, Game of Thrones. We don't really talk about that a ton, but we both watch. And I think <laughs> after what happened Sunday, I definitely need to talk to somebody about that. So, um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So that's it. So uh, that was Cam. I'm Trev. <laughs> 